But what I can't fathom is how one can drink ice-cold beer in freezing weather. Cliff, explanation, please. Now, how do you know he has one? Five bucks says he does, ten says it's a doozy. When the uh, British rule the punch, you have ten bucks all the way. <laughs> They drink uh, steaming hot pots of tea on the hottest days of the year to uh, balance out their inside and outside temperatures. See, conversely, uh, drinking an ice-cold drink on a cold day uh, actually results in more of uh, a comfortable body temperature. All right. Why do you drink ice-cold beer on a hot day? <laughs> what else are you going to do with it? It'll get you drunk. You'll be f***ing fat girls in no time. You might even fight a or two. with one beer, two beers, three beers, a shot of whiskey, a margarita, and a bloody berry. And I said, Stone Cold, why have one when you can have them both? Stay thirsty, my friend. I only came here to do two things, man. Kick some ass and drink some beer. <laughs> it's like we're almost out of beer. <laughs> you want a beer, pal? No, what are you drinking? I got this non-alcoholic shit. What's that? It's like a non-alcoholic beer. It's got no, no alcohol. Is it beer? Yeah, with no alcohol. But you drink enough and if you drink a lot, they get you f***ed up? No, there's no alcohol. That's the f***ing point. I can't imagine Evan not enjoying getting f***ed up. Yeah. I love it. How's it taste, motherfucker? Pretty women make us buy beer. Ugly women make us drink beer. Hi, hello, folks. Welcome. Ralph Bundy. <laughs> Welcome. To the debut world broadcast of the Wirt, a podcast with Mike and Pete. Hi, Pete. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Mike? I've been doing great. Wow, this has been a long time coming. Let me tell you. I am. Uh, I'm excited. Tingling, even. Really? Uh, sure. Well, of course. Let's go with tingling. <laughs> I always uh, end up. You know, I've been doing this for uh, uh, quite some time. Went to school for radio and whatnot, and I always feel like it's the best rush to get on the air. To talk, to know there's probably people listening, and I say probably because I have no clue who's listening. Uh, we're going to start the uh, Instagram live feed in a little bit as we go through the show. And anyone listening can tune in to the live broadcast, see us in the studio. I think the way the uh, camera is set up, it's really going to see you. That's a I'm terrible like idea. I'm stuck over here in the corner. But that is a horrible idea. <laughs> it's just Pete. It's the Pete Show. <laughs> Pete loves beer. I do love beer. <laughs> yes. Being on camera? Yeah, not so much. <laughs> Well, cheers, buddy. Listen, we're, we're going to um, kind of take people through our uh, opening show here with uh, a little bit of history. We're going to talk beer, of course, and uh, we're going to really kind of explore, hopefully in lots of episodes to come, the full range of The things. whole world of beer. Yes, the whole world of beer. It's the best world, really. You know, uh, so we have our Instagram uh, and contact information uh, mm -hmm. up on our uh, Instagram page. That's a... Uh, sorry. The Wart, a podcast, all separated with underscores. I had to do the underscore speed. I know you don't know much about social media. I know Jack 
shit. Yeah, you can say. I, I can, okay. Well, there's I one thing. Shit about social media. Let's just get the shits and the fucks out of the way, and then we can so operate as them? normal people. <laughs> that could take us to the first break, honestly. Nah, it's fine. I, I wasn't <laughs> expecting complete cleanliness, if that's a, a thing. My uh, wife told, asked uh, our daughter if uh, she wanted to listen, and I quickly <laughs> shot her aside and said, no, 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 no. We can't live beep or dump. I'm not near the dump button like we normally would have. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to try word. to be clean, but, you know, we're, we're going to be drinking, so <laughs> what does it really matter? It um, does not take many for me to start cursing, like negative six beers, ne- and then I'm cursing. <laughs> well, then you're already negative six in right now, so <laughs> exactly. here we go. Uh, and, yeah, check us out on the Instagram page. Like us. There'll be links up on there for uh, replays of the show if anybody missed it. Uh, we're going to take callers, too, throughout the show. I don't know if you saw the new uh, merch that was designed uh, literally about five, six hours ago. I did. I was very surprised. Yeah. We had merch before we had a show. <laughs> but I wanted to have something uh, for all the people that um, I kind of try to connect with and reach out to. People that I know in my life that are big beer advocates and love uh, tasty beer and not just a big tall boy of Coors Lights, Grass. Um, we'll get to him in That's a minute. That's why I'm on the air right now and you're not grass. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. So, sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> not so, but not sorry. Um, so, yeah, for, for the most part, what we're going to do is, uh, you know, reach out to people, talk to brewers, talk to uh, beer lovers, uh, bartenders, restaurateurs. I think in the next uh, few episodes, we already have some people booked, and I really think that um, we're really going to try to push this hard. And I we have such a great local scene um so many breweries so many people a lot of here. good brewers on long island it's oh, great it, it, there's something about long island um we'll get into it of course but i feel like you know as you go outside of our area in long island you're gonna see that there's gonna be a brewery pop up in every like little town or hub we're so packed in here on long island that it's hard to really do a brewery in every town but we're gonna have regional breweries um some new breweries that are gonna pop up here on long island uh, Babylon and Huntington, and as you go out, it's already starting to pop up in little areas out by Holbrook and Medford area. Um, There's up another there one open up in uh, uh, Southampton next to Gabreski Airport. Nice. So they're going to have uh, even further out east because I know right now the furthest I go is probably Greenport. The uh, I can I got to look up the name of the brewery, but mm. they hired uh, the former brewmaster from John Harvard's restaurant out in Comac. I heard that. And where did you tell me that? I don't know. I think Maybe you told me that. I might have. We, we were talking about, uh, you know, we're doing a little prep, Graz, and we keep saying Graz, so let's just t- say that first before we forget to get it out of the way. Uh, we'd like to thank Anthony Day of Limo Talk and all the boys at Limo Talk for inspiring this show, for getting me off my hiney butt and getting out there. I know that sounds terrible. Uh, and, that was bad. And I'm sorry. All right. Uh, I'll take it back. We'll track Fair it enough. later. Uh, we'll bleep it out and make it sound like I said let's something really that. naughty. Hey, um, so, yeah, I mean, we thank them and all of their uh, long-term commitment to this radio station and to, you know, us and, and the support. They uh, actually brought us up on the show uh, last time. Go to uh, Limo Talk. They're on Instagram. They're on Twitter. They're on Facebook. We had a lot of views last week, actually. We had a really good time. Um, and so through that inspired where we are today, um, you know, I, I really been wanting to do a show for a long time. I remember a long time ago in the Hofstra days, uh, my buddy, actually a couple buddies and, and me, would go into the studio when it was free and just start doing nonsensical stuff. I mean, literally doing nothing in the studio. 
and uh, we made some really great shows with no prep and no idea what the hell we were doing. And it was a lot of fun. And I really wanted to go back and do that again. And uh, I think this is our first step towards that, Pete. So anyone who doesn't know who I am, my name is Mike, and that is Pete. I'm Pete. No one knows who I am. And I used to work here. (laughs) Well, we'll get to know you in a minute. (laughs) I used to work here at Governor's Comedy Club. We're broadcasting live from Governor's in Levittown. And um, as a bartender uh, here at the club, I was asked to uh, kind of show my skills and to build a radio station in the back that could be used by comics for podcasts. And we ended up really going overboard with it and creating what amounts to a real radio broadcasting studio. Minus it's impressive. A, minus so someone who's never been in one. This is... Uh... Well, it's not someone's podcast in the basement, dude. I, I'm telling you, we wanted to do... Everything but the antenna on the roof. And so, (laughs) and keep up with modern technology. I mean, for the most part, uh, everyone's going to streaming. And even if it's a radio station that has an FM signal, they're going in and really- It's all broadcast over the the net these days, so. Yeah, I I agree. It's it's what everyone's doing. Everyone's got a phone. Everyone's got an electronic device, a laptop, an iPad, uh, an Android phone. I don't want to leave out all the non-Apple people. I can't stand Apple. I know, but I'm old. Yeah, as you can see, I got the laptop. I got my iPad. I got, I'm sorry. I'm all in. Uh, and I set up the studio with nothing but Mac minis and, I see that, and yeah. iMacs. I mean, conform, the only, conform, conform. I had to. I, I was brainwashed. It's good for this early kind of stuff, actually. I actually worked for Apple for a little bit, too. Really? Uh, yeah, for probably like eight to ten months. Were you an Apple genius? I was not. I was training to be one before I got fired. <laughs> That's got to be a good story. Oh, it's a good one. We'll tell it later? Fair enough. All right, good. We'll, we'll tease the audience with the uh, how I got fired from Apple. It's probably the only job I've ever been fired from, Pete. I've amazingly never been fired. Uh, I haven't been, no, I don't think I've ever been fired from a job. I've quit abruptly probably before I was going to get fired. <laughs> well, that's fine. Yeah. No, that happened twice. I, well, you knew it was coming down the road, so you're like, I'm bailing. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to put up with this nonsense. Why get yelled at? Two weeks, peace out, and then don't show up again. I'm sick. I'm going to be late. And then show them. I'm going to get fired anyway, so might as well, right? Who cares? Right, at that point. Yeah, one foot out the door already. So uh, they brought me in here to create this studio, and it was used by John Mulrooney with the Mulrooney in the Morning show, advertised in Newsday on a News 12. It operated for about a year. And then uh, there was a funding issue, obviously. Uh, there wasn't any marketing manager or anything like that to go out and try to grab sponsorship or anything. And uh, the problem is, you know, people after a while need to get paid. And so, and the, the station itself needs to get paid for the running of the lights and the equipment. And so uh, it kind of was abandoned for a little while. And as time went on, uh, you know, comics still came in and did some podcasts here and there. They were given free reign. I was always in here uh, helping out, teaching people how to use the studio. And then uh, Anthony Grazaday came around. And Anthony, uh, you know, contacted uh, the main man, Larry. Uh, I don't think I have my replay machine set up, but it's something. Like there it is. Oh yeah, that's that's how we refer Shots to fired. as Larry, is is that, it's as Larry's the boss, and no, so right. uh, you know Larry and Anthony cut a deal to start doing shows here. It started off slow, but it's gained a lot of popularity. Uh, the Mets Beat Podcast, or as it's known now as the New York Sports Mafia Podcast, uh, spawned out of that with some really great insight into New York sports. And I saw all this going on and needed to come in and do my own. And then that's how we got here, Pete. Now, Pete, why don't you tell me how you and I got hooked up and the, you know, all the background on that one? 
Well, our wives work together, uh, which uh, makes convincing my wife uh, to leave the house and, and hang out with you pretty pretty easy. Yeah, uh, I did think of that. Yeah, that was that was smart, very clever. So Mike asked me a few a uh, few weeks ago if uh, hold I, on beer break. Oh well, okay. if we're gonna start that. We're I mean, gonna start it because it's it, where what are we? Uh, Eleven minutes in. See how fast long enough. Long enough to hold long out. Enough. Oh, and cheers! You got, all right, cheers. So we got. Uh, I'll tell you what I'm drinking, and then Pete will tell you what he's drinking, and then we will uh, continue on with our story. So I'm drinking a uh, Montauk Brewery, uh, Montauk, Long Island. It's a Wave Chaser IPA with a beautiful 6.3 ABV. I'm pretty sure that's the correct number. 6.4. Wow. Start off with my Good first freaking review, and I mess it up. 6.4. Uh, delicious. Clean. Using Montauk water. Locally grown ingredients. And... I got to tell you, out of a lot of the beers from Montauk, it is one of the best that they have put together. And I, I'm not a huge fan of the brewery as a whole, but don't get me wrong. They have great beer and a really awesome brewery that I got to get out to. Pete, that's stop number one, I think, on our, on our bucket list. We'll take a nice day before we go in to do the other stuff you and I talked about. And uh, we'll go all the way out to Montauk. We can go out, out to Montauk and then drink our way west. <laughs> I love that idea. I've always wanted to actually do a... Uh uh, cheers! Cheers, buddy! Cheers! I've Sorry. always wanted to do uh, a pub crawl on the Long Island Railroad because at every stop there's at least two or three bars within walking distance. Yeah, so. I mean we could also just do a Long Island a South Shore Long Island uh, Railroad beer stop. It wouldn't really start for a little while, and a lot of the breweries aren't really right next to the trains. But I know like uh, Blue Point moving their facility over to the uh, yeah, the Brycliffe uh, yeah. campus, yep. So they're only I'm looking forward to that. hop, skipping a jump over there. I'm looking forward because I think they'll be able to brew different kinds of beer. Oh, it's, I mean, it, well, they'll have, uh, they'll, I think they're keeping the facility on uh, uh, south of Montauk there, right? Uh, oh, they're going to still hold their, their home base. But and then I think they have the whole first floor room. of yeah. the uh, the other the new facility. Is I gonna think be they're going to bring in a ton of those, uh, those huge barrel tons that are just going to they gonna. They got so many little things going on right now. Have you? I mean, seen getting the seaweed giant checks from Anheuser Busch <laughs> cannot hurt <laughs> in, in the equipment purchasing department. Do you know how much that deal was? I don't actually. I uh, saw something three million on maybe. I, I mean, it, and it's not just the 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 purchase of uh, of the brewery outright ahead of time. It's also just the the infusions of cash. Just I mean, oh, they're just constantly catching royalties. Yeah, um, because they're getting uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Distribution um, checks probably because they're well, not, not they're yeah not, not just anymore. that Anheuser Busch I mean has you know they're they're not exactly a fly by night corporation Mm-mm. so they have a crap ton of cash that they can uh, they can throw at things like that to make it successful not that I mean not that I think Blue Point needs that I mean they're no but I think what they're going to do is diversify I mean that I said there's a couple of new releases that they had they had a big comp uh, uh, collaboration with some local breweries and they did that. Um, that uh, Long Island Railroad looking label, uh, I think it was called uh, either Commuter or On Time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, the a, summer, it was a yeah, pill for the summer of hell. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, that's what it was. That's it. That's right. Thank have, you. Uh, See, that's why actually, I brought you I in saw, here. Uh, I need you to fill in my brain uh, gaps. I saw something on uh, this uh, thing called Instagram. Uh, <laughs> they have uh, welcome to the new world. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's scary for me. Uh, they have a. Um, uh, a new uh, a new beer for the Olympics uh, next month, uh, aptly titled Olympic, uh, okay. which took me far too long to figure out uh, that pun. Um, but that's what I get for trying to look at that at work. Uh, so, 
but it comes in a gold can. I'm looking forward to trying that. Um, I didn't see any stats on it, but I'm sure it's pretty good. It comes in cans that are colored gold, so that should be uh, that should be pretty tasty. Uh, my first beer though tonight is uh, from another Long Island brewer that uh, that I've had a few few things from uh, Greenport Harbor, and Love I was smart enough to uh, to Google it. So I can tell you that Tidal <laughs> Lager is uh, 4.7 ABV. So nice. I'm starting a little slower, and let's uh, let's have a sip of that. Yeah, it's delicious. Uh, the Greenport was one of my first local <sighs> Damn, favorites. They had um, uh, a very small facility starting out there in Greenport, and it was a really nice destination over the summer. You can go out there. Uh, they have the Greenport Festival, um, which was like a street festival, and you can make your way through the whole festival and then eventually end up at Greenport and. I really don't go to those festivals without ending up at that brewery. Uh, the Black Duck Porter is one of my favorites. It is so My good. wife likes that one a lot. And you know what? It's funny. They're another brewery who, if you go out east further, you'll start to see that they have um, new and different types of brewing styles that they've kind of released outside of the ones that they're uh, regionally marketing. So, you know, you have the Tidal Lager. They have the, um, the uh, Harvest uh, – what is it called? The – Harbor Harbor something. Ale. Harbor That's Ale. very good. Yep. Their summer beer is oh, the fantastic. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's delicious. Very uh, good. I think we have a phone call. I'm going to go ahead and answer the phone for a oh. second, Pete. Is and it a lady? I don't know yet. We'll find <laughs> out. <laughs> it's a lady. So Mike's going to go answer the phone because uh, I have absolutely no no clue how to work any of the equipment here. Uh, so I'm just on the Google machine trying to figure this all out. <laughs> See, you know what I got to do? I, I really have to uh, like knock out this window. Find a way to get that in here. Do you want to kick it down? Uh, a couple more not beers. The, probably I not mean. The, <laughs> we could do that. <laughs> Let's not start destroying the studio on our pilot show. No promises. All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> we have um, uh, a tremendous amount of respect for Long Island breweries. And really inspired us was the hard work that these guys put in on a daily basis, um, you know, trying to come up with new beer, you know, giving us an alternative to uh, Coors Light, Budweiser, Bud Light. Miller Lite, uh, Michelob Ultra, Heineken, Corona, Corona Lite. Am I missing any of that are typically sold in a Anything bar? else that's sold under the uh, Miller Coors or, or Anheuser-Busch uh, labels? Yeah, and, and listen, there's nothing wrong with people that drink those beers. I just prefer something tasty. And uh, I usually go back, way back to my early drinking days. And listen, I never really drank in high school. I really didn't, believe it or not. Oh, I did. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I think one of my first experiences was in eighth grade, but it definitely wasn't something where I was – you know, pounding beers on the weekend and and finding a way to get beer and I mean those things happened, but it wasn't. Oh man, a I was poster child for for binge drinking uh, from like. <laughs> and when did you start? Would would you start drinking? I can tell you, my first beer uh, was me too. Uh, I went up to uh, to Vermont with my brother and some of his friends, wow. and uh, I was there as the uh, for, for my parents. I was there as the the tattletale. Uh, so my brother and his You're friends. You're the narc. I was the narc. The narc yeah, the, the resident narc. Um, because there weren't supposed to be as many people there, <laughs> they weren't. Have, we weren't, weren't supposed to have parties. We did, uh, and uh, I was the resident narc. Uh, and then they plied me with alcohol, and my first uh, my first beer was actually Bud Ice Light, which came in that uh, really terrific uh, chiseled bottle. Okay, um, I think I had three of those, uh, and then passed out, uh, or was just hammered. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and as any of my friends that have drank with me can tell you, um, that was the first of uh, many uh, binge, purge, repeat 
uh, on on low quality beer. Did you throw up on the, first on the time? Budweiser family of products? Did you throw up in the backyard? <laughs> no, that time I didn't. Right, but uh, yeah, nearly. I mean, you know, it was there, but you nice and nice and then liquored up there. Absolutely, yeah. Nice. I mean, fourteen, you know, three beers. <sighs> You're done. I'm done. Sometimes was... three beers when I'm having a long day. It is. I'm good. Absolutely. I'm ready to go to sleep. Hold on, we got someone online. Who's on the line? This is the Wart with Mike and Pete. Who are you? Hi, guys. First time, long time. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Hi, Graz. I was wondering who was going to do that bit. I knew he was going to hey. be the first one calling in, too. Hey, listen, I got to ask you a question. Yeah. When can I get this Wart t-shirt? <laughs> Not until the 9 o'clock hour, and you have to answer a trivia question. But uh, if I want to buy a few. Buy a few t-shirts? Yeah. You want to be a sponsor I, of the show? I, I might want to. I actually like Isn't he technically a sponsor of the show? Uh, I, I don't know if technically monetarily he was a sponsor of the show, but he definitely is uh, a, a proprietor or a will be probably a repeating guest on the show. Can I get a discount at least? Yeah, I'll five percent. Listen, I got you a shirt. Don't worry about it. You don't have to buy anything. <laughs> you're 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 part of my life, so you're gonna get a shirt. Shit just got real. First of all, you guys sound great, and I just gotta Thank say something to Pete. Pete, it's 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 nice to finally hear your voice. <laughs> <laughs> well, why is that? He didn't talk on the limo he, talk. Dude, if you listen to if you listen to the replay of our show, the guy barely got it word in edgewise. Well, think about it. Who's in the room? You got B-Mail I was in the just room. Stupefied. Uh, you got B-Mail. Inns is going nuts on uh, the uh, sexual harassment stuff, which we. Yeah, by the way, we have to cut up. Yeah, we're gonna do some prep on our show for your show. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I it was hard for him to get a word in edgewise unless he was being interviewed. Well, Pete, I want to apologize to you, and then next time you do come on the air, if you'd like to make an announcement when you get away from Mike and you have your own show, <laughs> we're already doing that. You have you have the you have the stage and you have the airways. Whenever you want to make that announcement. All right, thanks. Listen, uh, appreciate that. No tour. I want about five of these shirts. I'm just letting you know. Five of the shirts. All right, that's no problem. We can do five shirts. And you sound great. All thanks, right, buddy. Keep up the great work, guys. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. All right, bye. Later. Yeah, there's Graz. The uh, host of Limo Talk uh, with a lot of people in the room the other night. And uh, Hector Louise came in, a comic from uh, upstate or New York City or the Bronx, somewhere in there. Uh, I just want to give you a, a, a quick recap. He was, the, the thing was, he, was, he hosts a show on TV. Really? And, yeah. What and a... Nothing that we've ever seen. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> and we had a thing where he said he was going to bring one of our guys in or all of us come in and do five minutes on the stage. Now, I was crapping my pants. I take that back. I have you ever pants. done? Have you ever done stand up? Never I mean, done stand up. No? Nope. I, listen, I stand up in front of a classroom for 40 minutes uh, twice a day, and I can roll with some punches and I can tell some jokes, but I don't think I would, it would think you'd ever be translate. great at uh, handling hecklers after dealing with fucking 15 year olds all day long. Oh, Jesus. Christ. How old are the kids you teach? Uh, 16, 17, and 18. Are they a bunch of uh, like miscreants or are they, no, uh, they no, there's, be there? Listen, there's a, a really good core group of kids in there. Um, I've had some really great alumni, uh, I anticipate, and actually some of the alumni are on our tags and sweepers that we have in between shows. Really? I don't know if you heard like the, the girl come on and at the beginning of the show and say, this is the war with Mike and Pete. Uh, they actually came in the studio yesterday, uh, just so happened to be, and they were hanging out and, uh, Kevin and Karen went in one of my studios and cut up a few promos for us. And nice I just didn't want to do the promos with my voice. Most of the promos that we have I in mean, the everyone's going to get sick of your voice. Well, I, that's what promos, I'm saying. Right? Like, if it's all me on this freaking loop all the time, people are going to get tired of it. So I, uh, I got her to do it. She, she was a really great voiceover person while I had her as a student. And um, she, does, was, she they did a really good job. We'll, we'll hear a few more throughout the, uh, 
you know, the nice. show. Thanks, Karen, who I, yeah, whom she, I've never met. No, I mean, she was, I think she's like 20 now. She's going to Suffolk. She's doing really well. Good for her. And uh, I have good kids, and I have really good kids that can do the work that I teach, and um, they compete very well, and we've, you know, traditionally done very well in many of the things we've done. And, uh, yeah, do I have I, miscreants each year? Yeah, I got the kids that are hard, man. And a lot of them uh, don't really understand the real world. When they finally turn 21 and have a beard, maybe they figure it out. (laughs) But who, I know, right? Did you understand the world at 16? Oh, God, no, no. I was was ill-prepared going out of high school into college and- and, Pounding beers at 14. Well, I mean- The uh, the, the bigger thing is there's there's and I've come to realize this there's no way of telling a 16 year old real life. No, you, there's no way of ever explaining it to them until they've lived it, and then you can have conversations with them about it. But and and if you do, uh, I mean, uh, uh, not to tell uh, a boring story. I had a uh, in, in high school there was always a, a trip to uh, if you took French and mm. you survived going through four years of French, the the teacher would always. <laughs> Uh, in, in the senior year class, she yeah. she uh, she organized a trip to to Paris for everybody. Wow! Uh, Did you go? Uh, well, until the year that we were in senior <laughs> senior year, because uh, the year someone prior, diddle somebody nope, on the plane. No, no. The year before was the uh, the TWA Flight 800. Oh Jesus! Uh, so she stopped oh, doing it sucks. because she you know she couldn't bear the thought <laughs> of you know. Uh, burning in yes. you know a plane crash with a bunch of I can't you know, imagine high how old kids. were you seventeen I would have been seventeen yeah. seventeen year old Pete sitting in front of the TV going well no I I had oh uh, <laughs> no I, I am not going to Paris I, now I had apparently uh, exercised some um, some you know some wisdom and said like how I had you know everyone was complaining about it and I had uh, I had said you know well, I, I I had told the teacher privately that I understood that would be you know and she decided to tell the rest of the class how I had some insight into. Uh, why that would be a dangerous idea, and then uh, and that was it, and and obviously that's hugely embarrassing to be told that in front of the class of your peers. <laughs> Whoops, <laughs> Pete's the narc. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not like no one didn't see it on the news, though. I mean, come on, everyone saw that going on, and I even think like uh, post nine eleven, people are so scared of going anywhere now with uh, all the other stuff that's going on. It's it's hard to send your kids with somebody else anywhere but your you know local area. The, the school Even did the actually city. make uh, make the mis- a w- way worse mistake than the uh, the Paris trip. They had organized the trip uh, with no educational value to Italy. Uh, so uh, <laughs> it was myself, a, it was a wine tour in Napa. Uh, not Napa. What do you what is the the rolling hills of Italy called? Tuscany. Tuscany. There you go. Thank it was you. Uh, we we went through a bunch of cities in in Italy. Yeah. Uh, meet a f- uh, you know went with a few friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liz, uh, my buddy Mace, who who might be listening. Uh, and the first, uh, the first opportunity we got away from the chaperones, which there were far too few of for twelve kids in Italy, <laughs> like two chaperones, forty-seven. It was, kids. it was, I think, <laughs> two or three chaperones <laughs> what a for bad twelve idea. kids uh, between the ages of sixteen and eighteen. Okay. Uh, the first question we asked to someone from Italy was, you know, what's the drinking age? And they looked at us like we had three heads, and then we all promptly ordered uh, hard liquor. <laughs> and, <laughs> Uh, well, there you go. That's what's happening. And then they, again, binge drinking. So I got to uh, binge drink, uh, barely accompanied, uh, you know, barely chaperoned by adults. Oh, it was a different. It was definitely a different time. Oh my too. god! What a, I mean, I would never let my kids do that. Oh and hell no! It, it start. You know, there'd be a tour in the morning with a, like a tour guide. Yeah. Uh, and then they, you know, we'd hang out for lunch, and then be like, "All right, we'll see you guys at dinner." And it was just, <laughs> you know. And that's six or eight guy. people in a foreign, you know, six or eight teenagers in a foreign country with no fucking supervision. 
So can, can you imagine uh, that happening now? No, How many lawsuits I, like, would be going on. I can't believe my parents had you know thought that was a good idea. Well, they thought it would be educational. I don't think anyone really I mean, hey, informed I got to, them uh, that I, it was going to be a, a booze fest. Somehow we didn't get caught. Uh, oh and God, you know what? Most of those stupid types idea. of things you don't get caught. It's the ones where you get caught where bad things happen, and it's the reason why bad the, things happen. The small group I was there with the top. did not get caught, uh, but a few other people did get caught uh, having like a glass of wine at lunch. So oh, no. they had, happened to run into one of the chaperones. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, me and my friends had gotten uh, wasted at <laughs> three o'clock in the afternoon, and someone uh, apparently never noticed that. So that's that's ridiculous. Sorry, Miss Doherty. I, I would never fly today, and I'll tell you, in no. the school system with what's going on and. Uh, Everything else happening in the world, that's no way you're going to fly anymore. Can you imagine going into the city and leaving kids alone and allowing them just to walk freely into bars, into clubs? No. Into, you know, beer distributors and breweries. Take it a step further. Can you imagine with anything, everything going on in Europe, can you ever imagine sending kids unaccompanied? No. Can you I mean, just sending them, period. I, yeah, but anyway. Oh, no. That's, uh, that's enough about high school talk. <laughs> Well, listen, I, there's so many things that happened in high school that brought us to this point in our lives, right? I mean, how many things uh, – my, my mic Your just mic broke. Fell. Yeah, I just broke. I, oh, I get there were, there there were a lot of, lot of cases of Bud Light between, between then, then and now. Uh, well, Bud Light? Was Lots that the option? Beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bud Light from, from 16 to, I don't know, 25 was probably like – you know that was basically mother's milk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then let me ask you this, since we're here in our pilot show, what was the first non, um, you know, major beer that you would have? Uh, Sam Adams. Sam Adams Boston Lager had a... Uh, <laughs> you almost finished this on me. <laughs> I wanted to taste it. I haven't had this in a little while. It's good. Yeah. I had it over the summer. Uh, Sorry, the we're title, talking about... Yeah, we just the, switched uh, beers Great Point uh, title lager. Had it over yes. the summer. Really liked it. I was very impressed by it. It's, uh, you know, pretty light beer uh, as far as color. It's... Uh, like I said, like four something alcohol percent. Yeah, um, taste, but a lot of taste for for something for four uh, percenter. Yeah, yeah, for for a light lager like that, nice. uh, really good. I liked it a lot. I so. um so go back to Sam Adams. So uh, was it the first uh, Sam Adams regular lager? Yeah, Boston Sam lager? Adams yeah. Boston Lager, the flagship. Okay. Uh, probably uh, doing no small part to the uh, those old you know Jim Cook commercials or uh, hi, I'm Jim Cook. Or probably, I mean, the, uh, the that old Chappelle show bit with uh, oh. Sam, Sam Jackson. I got it in the uh, opening today. <laughs> It'll get, get you drunk. drunk. There uh, you go. Know. Of course. Uh, but I, actually, ever since then, I've, I've th- those um, those styles of beer that 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 color in particular. Yeah. Uh, to me, the the I look at something that's got that you know coppery kind of color, and that that go. to me says. Uh, Says good time. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, um, see, but I didn't. When when Sam Adams came out, I don't think I really quantified that as craft beer. I know he probably marketed it as that as a small startup. Brewery. Well, I mean, by comparison, right? But I mean, they're kind of in the middle. You know, uh, they're obviously you know a lot smaller than um, than Anheuser Busch, Miller Coors, right? Uh, but comparing them to any other craft brewer is you know, other than maybe Sierra Nevada is. Uh, is is like comparing them to Bud, <laughs> to Budweiser. So. Well, how about like a, a Goose Island? I mean, that they, probably they, recently, they you know, in the yeah. last five or eight years is kind of when I when I started getting into uh, to more of the craft beers. You know, uh, obviously living on Long Island, Blue Point is uh, is hugely popular. So. Right, and I think that's one of one of my first outside. Yeah, outside of Sam Adams, I would say that would probably that's probably 
my first craft beer. Okay. Um, back in the day, my wife introduced me to a bar in, um, out in Belmore, uh, effing Groovin. Oh, here we go. Which, which, and now it starts. Oh, well, uh, I, I got I got some buddies listening, and we got some very good stories about effing. That effing place was on spot. It was absolutely the spot. The first you, time I went in there, you know, uh, do you early, know it's closed? Get the f- yeah, get the fuck out yeah. of it! I was gonna go there this weekend. Oh, dude, we were good. Son of a bitch! I'm telling you, I, what so, the fuck happened there? I'll tell you who told me about it. My sister actually found an article online. Uh, and it said, you know, effing grooving soon to be closed. And I went, you got to be kidding me. So I, I looked it up. So everything on like Yelp and everything was like six years old. So you really couldn't find any great information about closed. closed. Son of a bitch. So we went to Barrier Brewing Company in Oceanside uh, for my birthday, actually, in December. And I purposely took Sunrise Highway out to see um, exactly what the hell the deal was. And as we passed, it was a seven o'clock on a Saturday night. I mean, that place is, is a late was a late night spot. I've Absolutely. You know when we go there, we end up going there um, after uh, Thanksgiving dinner with all our family. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, they were one of the only places that really opened for one, and for two, uh, uh, they had a really great beer menu. There was nothing ever they wrong had, with their menu. No, and I mean, just um, it was within spitting distance of of Mulcahy's. You can walk to it. Yeah, hey, there we go. There's a better mic. And uh, right, you know, so if just going up there, and you know, the, one of the uh, the first, uh, you know, they had that they had the list. Uh, yes. This, you know, we don't serve any 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 uh, Bud Miller's Coors product. If you yep. want that, go over to Mulcahy's. And they had the address for Mulcahy's. Yep. <laughs> I was. I remember seeing. You know, one of the things that caught me there, and one of the things that uh, good beer pubs and breweries do is they had games. One of the things that my buddy uh, Brian and I used to go do is uh, we literally grab $10 roll of quarters and we go play Monopoly pinball. They had this pinball machine we were obsessed with. And we go in there and get a really good beer and end up playing that all night. Um, they also had foosball. They had foosball fo- was, the foosball table was there for a long that time. That was their staple. Effing Groovin was known for their the foosball. Foosball in the and back the by the bathroom. tournaments that would go on and the crowds it would build. And uh, they would, I think they even had a tournament, like a pay-for tournament a couple of times. Would not surprise me. No, no, because that was the staple. I used to like, uh, I, you know, uh, being young and stupid, I used to, you know, when, when you go there, they used to have the high-octane list. So they had mm. the, a list of, these are all the beers that will get you shit-faced quickly. And I still um, call, like, high-alcohol content beers high-octane. Yeah, because, because that's, that's that. yeah. <laughs> so a, as a bartender, and by the way, we'll get to that, I, I'm also a bartender at uh, several local establishments here on Long Island. Um, when a customer asks, you know, oh, what is in that or what, I usually say it's a high octane beer with a lot of taste and depending on what it is, either a lot of hop or a lot of chocolate or malt or whatever it is and ends up really, you know, describing it perfectly because 8.2%, that's some high octane shit. I mean, you're you're going to have two or three of those and start feeling nice. I, uh, I think the first time I tried something really ridiculous off that was, uh, something called Beelzebuth from Canada. Yes. And I was just like, well, Beelzebuth, Lucifer. Yes, I remember those. They had a wow. bunch of yeah. You're bringing no, me back. I didn't know I you know. went there, so we yeah. didn't know each other back then. I was no. There all, I, I all think the time. like the third or fourth day, my wife uh, she she uh, she recommended we try there. Nice. Uh, so let me let me ask you a question. Your yeah. wife drinks a lot of beer. I mean, she before kids, yeah, she used to drink a lot. Now, I mean, it's like you know, I got to twist her arm. To, well, I don't to mean like beer. 
your your wife's a recovering alcoholic. <laughs> uh, what I'm saying is, like, if if you went to oh. a bar, would you choose beer over oh, alcohol absolutely. or wine? Yeah, no, beer over. You know, you know, she'll have a, a mixed drink. She is a girl. Okay, uh, but, right. Uh, but no, no, she uh, she appreciates a good beer. She. Mm. Um, I tried to get my wife into it, and she just doesn't want any part of it. She loves her Tito's vodka. She loves her Tito's vodka. <laughs> Jesus. She can't get enough of it. And it's, it is good. I mean, I, there's nothing wrong with Tito's and, and club with a lime. As a bartender, it's probably the most popular, most frequent drink here on Long Island. Really? I don't know where it is outside there. But from a bartender standpoint, I got to say I make at least 20 to 30 on a slow night. My mixed drink uh, selection... Uh is basically a Jack and Coke, gin and tonic, or a margarita. Gin and tonic. It's all right. So you're basically doing what amounts to a, like a wedding lineup. Sure. Yeah, because because <laughs> that's basically what I would get at a wedding. I tend to drink the beer, but I start off with a couple of nice little uh, pops with uh, some liquor, and uh, yeah, you got the the Jack's always good with the Coke. Jack and uh, Jack and Jack or and ginger. Coke is one of my Either favorite things. Fine. Jack and ginger is also very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'll do. Uh, you know what I really like, and it's. In my opinion, as a bartender, it's kind of fruity, but I do like it. Uh, it's Malibu and Coke. It tastes, that is fruity. It tastes like uh, suntan lotion smells, I, uh, but sweet. Rum, I just I have uh, just an aversion uh, due to a, a severe night of drinking. Oh, uh, one of those. We'll get into that one. No, no, we won't. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Uh, we'll Ma- skate no, I do have one. I do have fond memories of Malibu. Uh, my buddy Eric and I have uh, for some. Uh, he had a house party one time. Somehow, uh, Mal- bottle Malibu was the only thing that was left over. So mm. uh, that's just the running joke now. Every every time I visit him, I have to bring a bottle of Malibu, or he has to bring the same bottle. All right. Someone has to get stuck with a bottle of Malibu. <laughs> um, and the other thing I really drink a lot at uh, Seven and Seven. It's another good one. And I do the dude. That is, a, man. That is an elderly drink. Oh, In yes. a good way. That is a distinguished gentleman's drink. It is a gentleman. I mean, <laughs> the only thing that can upstage that is a uh, Johnny Black Rocks or a nice single malt scotch on the rocks. But um, That just says you have class. Right, right. <laughs> or you're a hipster. You got to hold it with your, your pinky out a little bit. Yeah, but even <laughs> hipsters, they don't have the, the, the taste palate for a Johnny Black. Well, they're drinking it ironically, Mike. Uh, oh, good point. <laughs> yes, I didn't think of it that Wow. Fucking assholes. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I also drink the, um, the dude's drink. I drink a nice white Russian. My grandmother always just drinks white Russian. Love the white Russian. And listen, my mom, all right, so way back in the day, first thing I ever drank probably was a white Russian. Really? Um, yeah, but even before a beer, I probably had a taste of a white Russian when she wasn't looking. I just snatched that up. She'd Maybe have one with dinner. Instead of a glass of wine or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. Um, but that's uh, Kahlua, that was it. right? Yeah, Kahlua, vodka, and either half and half, milk or heavy cream, depending that's on how you like it. That's fucking gross. It's del- milk it with tastes, your alcohol? I'm telling you, it tastes delicious. That now, is I, something I'm I cannot wrap my head around. I'm definitely not into pouring milk into alcohol because it tends to curdle. Yeah. If you don't do the, the mix right, it'll get curdled at the top and it'll chunk up and that's oh, disgusting. Oh, God, that's, yeah, that is disgusting. So you don't want any part of that, but a good bartender makes a really good white oh, Russian. Oh, God, that sounds disgusting. I make a good, real, a really good white Russian. I know Speaking the, of things that are not disgusting, uh, though, this, uh, this beer chase is really good. Yeah, I, right? Uh, I do not like uh, IPAs generally, yeah. uh, but this is this is pretty darn good. I no, like I'm, I'm serious. They really, there really is in a tremendous amount of hop with that. It tastes more clean yeah. than hoppy. Like yeah, really nothing, it's not hitting taste. you in the face with uh, right. with hops. I, yeah, I some it. some of those uh, double IPAs out there are really like over the top. You smell it from when you open the can or bottle. I've had a few IPAs that are like uh, Sam Adams, the uh, 
Uh, some of the, the Rebels, those are pretty good. Uh, Oma Gang makes a really mm. good IPA. I don't know if you ever had the uh, Oma Gang Nirvana. Nirvana is very good. That's we very sell it good. at a couple of the establishments that I uh, I work at. Uh, and, who's um, that? Uh, Harpoon. Harpoon Har- makes a good uh, session IPA. Um, well, uh, take five. I think I've That's talked to you about this. I feel like Harpoon has um, a really strong Sam Adams feel. It has that. They've been there forever. One right. of the, one of the you know they also they, they've been there uh, a long time too since back you know since the eighties. Them Long Trail Sierra yes. Nevada. Yeah, Long Trail is one of the first like beer stickers I ever had. Really, it's still on my fridge. I'll I'll tweet out or I'll Instagram out a picture of my beer fridge that. Uh, wherever I go to a brewery, I end up getting, um, getting a sticker, a sticker or something, That's just cool. to kind of where I was. Instead of mapping it or getting a bottle cap, I always like the stickers on the fridge. That's a good idea. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I start decorating my kegerator like that. That's a solid right, idea. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> the uh, the the oh, where, what was I talking about right before that? Beer. Yeah, well, beer. <laughs> uh, oh, yes, uh, the Wave Chaser, right? Wave Chaser, that's good. Uh, like I said, okay. and you know, some of those IPAs, uh, I'm not a huge hop fan, but I, I, I like my hops when they're they're balanced out correctly. I that's, really do. That's what I like. You know, uh, getting back to Sam Adams, that's um, now, now that I've you know I've had a lot of different things, I've, I've had a lot of different beers, and and you know now you can actually appreciate something like that. When, that's what I like about Sam Adams. It's the art of balance. It's the malt is really balanced. The hops, nothing stands out. Uh, it's not my favorite beer by any means, but. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing I, else on tap. You know, I've if you're at a wedding those, or if you're uh, at a, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know. I, actually, my sister got married up in uh, Massachusetts. And I asked the bartender there, you know, what kind of beers you have. And really, the only thing that sparked my interest was the Sam Adams. And I said, oh, all right, I'll take a Sam Adams. I ended up drinking it decision. all night. And, I, and you know what? I didn't, I'm not really a huge Sam Adams drinker, but I did really like that. That night was a, it was a good taste of uh, New England. It had that, that, primary Sam Adams taste. Um, and like I said, I've had those other uh, IPAs, and I like them. Uh, but it always has that undertone of Sam Adams. You could just Their feel it. Their seasonals are really uh, what I think are terrific. Sam Adams Oktoberfest is one of my top you know, top mm-hmm. five favorite beers of all time. It is fan-freaking-tastic, just a pile of malt, that classic you know, Oktoberfest Marzen yes. style is... That color. I think that was their- delicious. Their, that's my favorite beer from them. Absolutely. Even though I've had those other IPAs. Uh, Oktoberfest, I'll even go as far as to say the winter is very good. The winter lager is very good. Not cold a fan snap. Of the, I'm not a fan not of a cold fan. snap. I no. like cold snap. See, I like because cold. they jump right from a very dark beer- To something very light. In their winter to something yeah. very light. And it's not bad, but I want to follow it through and like gradually move into the cold snap. I think the cold snap doesn't need to be a- uh, after December drink, I think it should be somewhere in the March, February. Well, I mean, I'm sorry, that's... March, April, May area where it's getting a little warmer and it's a really good crisp beer. Beer uh, breweries are getting to be like greeting card companies where like the seasonals are coming out way too early. Like, you know, as soon yes. as it's beyond Labor Day, well, got to have the Oktoberfest and the fall beers out. Oh, yeah. Pumpkins coming out in I... August 1st. Oh, God. I fucking hate that. Well, I... it's. <laughs> It's it's like when you know you know you on January first starting starting to see the uh, in August the, the uh, Valentine's Day shit out. It's uh, oh yeah, it's it, it it's uh, as offensive to me as that. <laughs> <laughs> as the middle finger or it's when, the it's, when it's in October and I'm already seeing Christmas decorations. Yes, exactly. And that winter came out way too quick and then ends way too quick. I still want to be drinking winter lager right now. It's freaking twenty degrees out. Absolutely, it's delicious. Now I get the cold snap concept, but. It could be rebranded, and no one would know the difference. If you called it something different and released it from March to May, yeah. no one would have a fucking clue. Nope. 
Not a clue. <laughs> I think it's one of their uh, – a buddy of mine works for a distributor. I think he said it's like one of their worst-selling seasonals too. Yeah, because uh, I don't but... think it's their best beer. And if they just moved it, I think it would sell better. I like it. I think Jim I'm, I'm Cook should listen there. to the show. Maybe I'll reach out to him. I'll give him a replay. That'd be great. You know who else I reached out to, by the way? Who's uh, that? Mr. Zane Lamprey. I don't know who that is. Okay, so there was uh, <laughs> this guy that uh, had a, a show, and it was called Drinking Made Easy. It was, is it hard? You no. Know, he proved that perfectly. It was not hard to get hammered. He had a sidekick. I never uh, had a problem. His buddy, Steve McKenna. And Steve McKenna was uh, the quiet one and would just get hammered and do everything Zane wanted him to do. Um, but Zane would go out to a town. Let's say he goes to Philadelphia or a city, all right? And he'd try a brewery, a distillery, and a bar. And they always end up at the bar, and at the bar they do like a challenge, whether it be a food eating contest or a keg toss or something. I feel like and this is inspired by George Thorogood. It could be one shot. When it was uh, it'd one be bourbon, something I'd love to sit down and interview him with. <laughs> but Zane, uh, he was a really good on-air personality. He's a he just really is a good guy. And I met him uh, a few years back in the city. He actually came out with his own rum called Monkey Rum. He had one of <laughs> he did. <laughs> Yeah, he had a, uh, a solid um, name. Uh, what do you call it? A mascot named Pleplius. It was a guy in a monkey suit, a very cute monkey suit, not like a gorilla or anything like that. Like a nice little chimp. John Chimpo. John Johnny John Chimpo. John Chimpo. Uh, Mister One John, John Chimpo. Chimpo. <laughs> uh, and we went in there and uh, sampled some of his uh, rum. We went to basically the release in the city, and he couldn't be nicer. He's out there taking pictures with everybody, shaking hands. Having fun, we're talking beer, we're talking liquor, we're talking bartending. Um, a great experience. Sounds Problem like a party. is, I, it was a party. It was way too much of a party. I was <laughs> so drunk when I met him that you know how in many of those uh, TV shows, like let's say Always Sunny in Philadelphia, <sighs> Love that, that show. yeah, oh my god. So they have this scene where you're seeing what they think they're thinking while drunk, and then they switch back to oh, what's yeah. <laughs> actually going on when they're drunk. There's some good episodes like that. It's not always sunny. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's the very much like Beer Fest from the uh, Broken Lizard <laughs> series as well. That scene where oh, that he, uh, where uh, Thorny, who is not Thorny in that one, he's the, uh, the beer pong uh, champion or quarters champion. I'll get to his name later. playing ping pong and ding dang. That's right, playing <laughs> ping pong and ding dang. <laughs> I got into it, um, and and yeah, he uh, he had we that great. We cracked pancakes ever since. <laughs> he, he got he got into that uh, scene where he was hammered with the box of beer on his head, and then what was really going on is he's like looking like a seventies disco dancer and hooking up with really uh, hot chicks. Oh yeah, that's what, a, uh, what a great scene! And it's so true face? what what actually happened versus what had happened. Oh. And I, as I remember through pictures on my phone, is what had happened. But what really happened probably was a mess. And then we actually went out right after that to a concert. What concert? Uh, Three Eleven. It was um, seems like a good concert to be drunk at. Oh, it was it was phenomenal. It was a beautiful day. The sun was setting. It was on uh, Pier ninety six on the west side of Manhattan. So there's a stage that faces Jersey. And the entire area where the audience is is on a pier. So you can appropriately give the finger to New Jersey? Oh, yeah. I mean, and at the same time, like you're looking at the stage, but when you look up, skyline of Manhattan. That's pretty cool. It's a really cool stage. Um, and so we kind of trudged down there and uh, went through that experience of being hammered there. And then, believe it or not, I'm going to be uh, a little ashamed to say it. At the time, his girlfriend had tickets to Sarah Borales. I don't know who that is. That's um, probably going to be okay with that. 
you'll be okay with that. I'll play some maybe <laughs> later. <laughs> and we're going to make fun of it. And the uh, Little Black Dress Tour is what it was called. Wow. So we That had just two- says it all right there. Yep. We had two extra tickets to go to that. Little Black Dress Tour. Two extra tickets. And I, I wish it was only one. <laughs> I wish I didn't go to that. So picture drinking all day, monkey rum, drinking on the pier, having a great day, end up at MSG Theater, getting a cab ride up there, stumble out of that and walk into what amounts to the Estrogen Festival. It was just all young 20-something, 30-something women cheering for Sarah Bareilles. She had a song that was really popular. You, you'd probably end up knowing it. Uh, I hope not. No, you would because <laughs> you would definitely know it when you heard it. Um, because it was on everything. You'd walk in anywhere, and you'd hear uh, this song. And it, it's not the song from Dawson's Creek. The, I don't want to wait. Is that who Sarah Bareilles is? No, it is not. Oh, but right. it'd be a lot funnier if it was. No, she I know. That, did, that's um, Sarah McLaughlin, isn't it? Yes, correct. Uh, I think this is the song I'm referring to. No, that's not it. All right. Sarah McLaughlin, I don't know. I gotta, famous I, for I, making you depressed yes, at this 3 is in the morning. It. I don't want to write you a love song. It was in TV. If you watch TV, if you've seen any commercial. Oh, yeah, I've heard this. You've heard this. And I hated it. <laughs> the closest and I come to that is I saw, uh, I went to Woodstock 99. Yeah. Uh, and I sat through both Jewel, Ooh. Uh, Alanis Morissette. Okay. Which was not as bad as I don't mind Alanis Morissette. Jewel was pretty bad. Yeah. Alanis Morissette wasn't bad. Uh, I think my mom got me the Jewel CD in like 1995. I heard her yodel. Oh, my God. At the end of the set. <laughs> Are you ready? you ready for the lineup of CDs I got that Christmas? Vanilla Ice. <laughs> MC Hammer. Oh, my God. And Jewel. Those were the three CDs I got that year. My first. It was Jewel's first CD. Oh, it was God. Vanilla Ice. But, like, Vanilla Ice had been out for years. Sorry, you knew most of those songs that were being uh, heard on the CD. You already heard them on the radio. And back, I... back then, you didn't have streaming radio, so you listened to the radio, and they played 15 times. I'm going to sh- cut that crap off. Sorry. I'm trying to think. Uh, the, my first, oh yeah, my first CD was Arrested Development. Nice. Uh, followed by Weezer's uh, first album. Of course. Blue Album. Blue Album. Love it. Classic. I got one hell of a story about the Blue Album, but we'll refer to that back at another thing. Let's no, take a break. Let's Pete. take a break. Let's regroup. Pound a beer. And, and let's pound a beer. And we will be back on governorsradio.com. It's actually govsradio.com. Govsradio.com. Folks, you're listening not to Sarah Burrells. Thank God. Oh, Christ. You're going to be listening to The Wart. And we'll be back in just a moment. This is Ghost Radio, and you're getting drunk with Mike and Pete on The Wart. Ghost Radio. <laughs> this is The Wart on Ghost Radio. <laughs> Unbelievable. Wow, that's incredible. I'm better when I'm drunk. I'll see. Hey, we're back on the work. Uh, I'm Mike. That's Pete. I hope someone's getting drunk with us. Yeah. Well, there was Karen. Just so uh, you know, you're wondering who Karen was. That's Karen's voice. Karen! Karen! What'd well, you do, Karen? <laughs> so, um... We just cracked a couple bottles. Uh, what are we drinking right now? Uh, we're going to start with Fire Island Beer Company's Lighthouse Ale, which is an amber ale, and I am excited by the color. It is a little darker than I thought it was going to be. Ditto. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think based on the bottle and based on the label. You know, beer's sometimes very tricky like that. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll market something to you like, ooh, what is this? And you pour it out, and you're like, oh, snap. 
sometimes you're surprised and sometimes you're horrified <laughs> by the color and consistency of the beer. So I, I this one, uh, yeah, surprised me, and I'm actually really interested. It's a Let's give it a go. Nice little light brown uh, feel to it. Um, I wouldn't say as red as an amber, but nope. it is uh, probably has to taste like an amber. So it's not bad. Smooth, pretty easy drinking. Now I have never been to uh, the Fire Island Brewery. I don't know if they really do have a tasting room. Have you heard of them having a tasting room? I have not. Let's uh, let's check out the old uh, interwebs. I would think that they couldn't have a tasting room. There's not much. Apparently, they reserve growlers, bottles, and cans for pickup at their tasting room. All right, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. No, I've never been there, and that seems like an easy get. Like you can just go over to Robert Moses and walk over. It's in uh, Bayshore, though. So. Oh, so then, then they're, they're ferrying it back over. Uh, no, it appears... Their tasting know. room's in Bayshore? Their tasting room is in Bayshore. So I've been to Bayshore a lot, and I've never seen that Drexel? pop up. Isn't that where uh, Great South Bay is? Yeah. Are Here? they doing it out of Great South Bay? It's entirely that... possible. Let's look at what Great South Bay uh... has on tap. Now, they might have a couple of things out of Fire Island, uh, out of Great South Bay from Fire Island. That's, Some of those places do uh, do guest taps. I know Lithology does guest taps for a couple of people. Yeah, well, uh, oh, a... they, they're in the same building. Okay. They're both uh, yeah, 25 they, they, Drexel so they, yeah. Drive in Bayshore. So that's what they did. They are, they're basically brewing at Great South Bay, which I didn't realize. I haven't been to that uh, establishment since um, one of the beer fests there. It was uh, probably- I went a couple of years ago. It's uh, I like it. The new one? Uh, yeah. It's huge. Big, yeah, it's huge. It's uh, it's huge. They have, uh, not Hackasack, what's that? Uh, cornhole. Cornhole. Yeah, they yeah, corn, the a couple toss game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good times. Again, a brewery is always better when it has games. Absolutely. Because you can drink and do stuff. You don't have to just talk to the people you came with. <laughs> I'm hoping that's the, well, I mean, you, you, you went there to drink so you didn't have to talk. Right, right. That's the point. You <laughs> gulping beer down and that's the end of that. Um, I, yeah, I went to a festival there, uh, but I've known Great South Bay since they were a small little brewery and an old motorcycle garage on, I think it was right off of Union Boulevard. And it was still Fifth Avenue. I think it's Fifth Avenue and Union Boulevard. And um, when I first heard of it, I was excited. I'm like, yes, a nice little small brewery down by me. I was living in uh, North Babylon at the time. And uh, my buddy and I went there and, you know, sat there, tiny little bar, probably four-seat bar. They had the brew kegs out on the floor where they were doing everything. Wow. Which was weird, but definitely cool. Um, I'm telling you, the, the room was no more than like 12 by 20 feet. It was like a living room. And it gave a nice little small feel. And they had some really good beer on tap. One of my favorite beers of all time is from Great South Bay. And occasionally they make it uh, in uh, 22s and bombers. What's that? Which one? Uh, Hippocratic Oath. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really good one, but I think since they moved to the bigger establishment, they lost that small nano brewery feel to their beer. They have beer. A, lot, a lot more equipment now. They right, do they a lot make, of different beers, too. I feel like if you make things like that in s- small batches, it tastes better. Hmm. It's more concentrated. You get more of that flavor that you were looking for. Once you go big and you're doubling, tripling, quadrupling your ingredients, things... I feel like get lost. I don't know. I don't know I why. I one of their beers, uh, Blonde Ambition. Oh, Blonde's a like classic. Classic. That's great. Never go wrong that with was that. One of the, I think one of the first ones they had on tap there. Probably that and uh, what's that? Uh, what's their the, pale ale? Um, blood Orange Pale Ale. Blood Orange. And they had the, the Massive IPA. Massive that was, IPA. That's that it. was their kind of uh, trifecta of uh, flagship beers. I had, uh, I've had a couple good beers from them. Um, you had Tri Marauder? 
No, but I want to. Scotch mostly because barrel aged. Yeah, mostly because of the logo is just some giant Viking guy. <laughs> yes. I mean, how do you not want to try that? It looks awesome. It does look. It awesome. is good. It is very good. And I like it. I think uh, I saw something on uh, on from uh, from them on Instagram. They're they're brewing that now, or they're aging that now. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They just popped up recently. You're right. Yeah. They're just. I think they're bottling right now. Because they have to have it age in the barrel, so it takes time with those things. I had, uh, I don't know if they still make it. I had Kismet Saison from them. Saisons are probably one of my favorite styles. I had one of them. Really? It was fan freaking tastic. It was very good. Yeah, I've had the Kismet. It's very good. It's very good. Jetty Cream Ale? Did not have that. Okay. I had uh, a. They have uh, a Cupcake Imperial Porter. Not a Porter fan. Yeah. I I had Blue Points Porter one time. They, They did that years and years ago. Uh, that was very good, but I haven't had one uh, one since. I'm that trying I really to think of. Um, there was another one that they had in in their lineup. Oh, obviously, they made the uh, the the duck ale that sold primarily one. at the Duck Stadium. Oh, okay. It's uh, a beer that was specially brewed just for the stadium, and then they ended up um, marketing it enough that they could can it and they distributed it. They have a triple that's very good too. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, I gotta, gotta Muscat Love. That's oh yes, I've seen that. Uh-huh. Muscat Love is good stuff. They had the um, the other and one that, that is... was a bacon bourbon. Yeah. Uh, it was a pig on the cover. I forget what yes. the name of that one is. <laughs> uh, they've done a lot of great stuff for Long Island. I mean, when they moved to Drexel at that time, there wasn't as many breweries well known like they were. Everyone knew Great South Bay. If you were even close to the craft um, scene, you know who Great South Bay was. You know where it was and how much you know they were expanding and what they were doing with their beer and trying stuff. Um, but I, again, I still feel like that small living room was probably their best days and their best beers. And by no means am I going to not buy their beer and not drink what they are putting out. And, of course, they're still doing some of those smaller, um, you some know, batch stuff, releases, right, yeah. and only releasing in 22s and Bombers, but um, and Growlers, of course. Yeah, the, uh, I'm, looking at, I'm on their webpage right now. Marauder mm-hmm. comes out uh, this weekend on Saturday, 22-ounce uh, bottles and on tap. And Can I ask you a question? Yeah. I mean, if you really like a beer— would you stand online and wait for the release? I don't know. Uh, I have kids and a mortgage, so I don't have that kind of time, generally. <laughs> Agreed. A lot of these little releases happen at like 10 o'clock in the morning. So you get online at 8, you're in the brewery by 10, you grab your shit and go. My brother drove all the way up to uh, Stowe, Vermont to get uh, The Alchemist. Um, oh, well, that's like one of those um, like cultish yeah. Type of uh, what's uh, what what uh, Hetty Topper? Hetty Topper is another one. It. Yeah, he uh, he picks up Hetty Topper from Alchemist. Drew, mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, he paired it with a skiing trip. I think, but that <laughs> yeah, was, might as well. That's uh, what I was telling you about. We were going to plan a skiing trip, and I'm like, so Pete, how many breweries are by where this oh, house man. is? How many places can we stop along Not the way? Enough. Yeah, well, I, that eventually that's going to be a thing. You're going to find that these areas of major uh, resort area or um, travel or anything like that, they're going to open a brewery because people go up there and go, what are we going to do tonight? Absolutely, yeah. The Just in the past 10 years, uh, craft brewers have gone from 1,500 to 4,500. Jesus. Just in the past 10 years. So. And what, across America or in, yeah, in, in the, the... just in the U.S.? Wow. I mean, triple, they, triple the growth in 10 years. I mean, that's, that's pretty well, insane. I think it goes back to what I'm saying. There's enough of a market that you can regionally sell beer well. You don't have yeah, to get absolutely. too big to have to... You know, distribute and be popular. There's an appetite for it, right? And you don't have to be so small that no one knows who you are. Beer sales overall have declined. You know, a couple percentages, mm-hmm. but uh, a couple points. But uh, craft brewing has has grown like fifteen, twenty percent. Jesus, 
So, and that's why they're placing so much regulation on it. Um, New York, at one point, um, wanted to create hubs, um, incubators. And yep. the one was supposed to be scheduled in There was supposed uh, to be one in Copeg. Yep, yep. Uh, over by that Corvette shop on uh, Strong Avenue. Yeah, I know uh, Chuck Schumer was, uh, was pushing for that. Uh, I don't think that actually went anywhere, but I'm going to not mention Chuck Schumer again uh, for fear of upsetting half the audience. Uh, at least. Well, you think we have a lot of Trump supporters? Uh, I don't know, but to the uh, I promised my buddy Tim that I, I would avoid politics at my own peril. Uh, I, I no, don't talk let's... politics per se because I really – I was just saying this the other day. and uh, we, They were talking about it at the lunch table. Um, this is a show right now. Where we are right now is a show. Until I see actual results, like if I see my tax return and it sucks ass this year, well, really next year – yeah. Then I'm going to be involved. But until then, I haven't seen uh, financially, economically, or anything regarding my job or anything like that, any change in my daily routine or overall no. yearly life. No, and most people won't. Correct. And that, I think that's the big thing we have to think about is what change is really happening. Most business owners are going to see change. Um, so I'm not one of those. So there's a large population of people that won't see a, a huge change. I don't have a huge amount of taxes as it is. I'm not paying, you know, forty thousand dollars in taxes. So what am I? I'm not really worried about it just now. That was an argument Bill Burr made right after the election. What do you say? Uh, basically, said, you know, like everyone's getting, you know, their panties in a bunch about, you know, how how terrible this is, and uh, and you know, look, people are, you know, there's a lot of people that are upset. There's a lot of people that are happy, but you know, overall, for most of the people, your life is not going to change drastically. And think about it from president to president. Nothing changed. I mean, even not if not a was, whole lot changes. You know, I, there's some things here and there. People change their health care. They'll lose this, but another one will pop up behind it. There's a lot of things that'll go on throughout the years, but another thing will be underneath it to support it. So they can reverse DACA or they could do anything. There'll be something other. There'll be another legislation passed. There is that actually will do something in the uh, in the the recent uh, tax form that was passed. There's actually uh, a pretty good carve out for. Uh, for brewers, so they cut the. I did I hear about that. Yes. up to a hundred thousand barrels. The uh, they cut the tax rate in half. Wow! So if you're a crap, and brewer, what is what's the current tax rate? Do we know? I don't that's know. That's really it's, interesting. It's priced I... per barrel, so I think it went from uh, seven dollars a barrel to 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 three fifty a barrel. Let's put that on, uh, and I'm really interested in that. Uh, when we get some brewers in here uh, in the next few episodes, we talk to people uh, from the small little basement brewers and and nano to micro. Um, and even some of the big guys, hopefully, we can coax them to come in. Um, what? And I'm not looking to find out what they make or anything of like that. I just I'm very interested in law and exactly how these things operate. You know, obviously, I know you got to have uh, some sort of operation in selling alcohol uh, licensing, but I'm interested in then how the government taxes you. I can tell uh, you as it's opposed- on this article I pulled up. Oh, good. Yeah, perfect. Let's <laughs> so hear it. The, uh, All right, then screw the brewers. We don't need it's, them. It's uh, it's taken the federal ta- the federal excise tax to from seven dollars a barrel to okay. three fifty a barrel for the first sixty thousand barrels. Now, so, how I do mean, they track that? Do they have people uh, that come I, into the brewery and count your barrels? Do they do it based on sales? What if you're doing a cash business? Uh, I'm sure uh, it makes it is worth if you're a if you're a small business, it is worth your while to. Mm-hmm. Uh, to conform to those regulations, because uh, I mean, like like we said, you know, just said there's 4,500 of them, so obviously, you know, the uh, the, the tax ban isn't isn't, per, isn't yeah. coming uh, to every isn't making a visit to you know every brewer. No, right? hell no, they're not going in. But and knocking if you on get doors caught, do you, do you want to be that one guy that gets caught? I don't think probably, so. You know. But I mean, at the same time, but 60,000 like barrels else. is a lot. 
like anything else, if you're if you're downloading illegal music, is someone knocking on your door? No, but you don't want to be the guy that does. No, <laughs> you don't. You'll be the guy in the paper. Uh, yeah, Pete has been arrested for illegally downloading Sarah Bareilles, oh, and everyone no, goes, "That would oh, never happen." And and Pete gets all the text messages from his buddy. Um, Sarah Bareilles, huh? It was uh, fifteen hundred uh, a decade ago, and now there's about uh, just about six thousand. Wow! So that is uh, that's some pretty strong growth. Yeah, and that's so per I'm barrel. The and then they're getting what seven dollars per barrel per se. They're going to save three fifty a barrel. Wow, that's pretty big. Oh, the first that's sixty thousand barrels. Yeah, but still, I mean, that's well, a that's, lot. Uh, yeah, that's really for that's a lot. The big breweries, you know, we're talking. Yeah, shipyard. It's another fun thing. Goose Island. How many? You know, let's look up uh, how many barrels a year does Sam Adams brew. Oh, I'm sure they're going to reap the rewards of anything like that. Even though they're very highly democratic up there in Massachusetts. Any legislation that passes saves them a buck, they're going to love it. So they have uh, a whole bunch of, uh, you know, plans here on Long Island to expand the local brewery scene. Well, there are a lot of tax. There are state tax breaks for that. Oh, you okay. know, Qu- uh, Cuomo's, I know, has done a has, – has He's tried a to big advocate, yeah. huge advocate it's, of it. It's a it's a Because it's a business that's supporting tourism. jobs. Yeah. Produces jobs. It makes – you know, it's profitable. Everyone enjoys it. So uh, let's just take uh, a small brewery like a uh, Lithology in Farmingdale. So Lithology has three right major owners. Um, I'm sure those are the brewers. Uh, maybe they have one or two extra guys that help with the brewing process. They're small enough they don't need to hire a tremendous amount of people. They got their bartenders. I know they have a few girls, a, a bartender and a, a guy or so. They bring in live music. Um, they have an uh, online menu with the meatball place right across the street, the place where I work. And people over the brewery can order from the meatball. So think about all that revenue in there. How many people are getting paid? How many people are making money? Just from that small little storefront. It's a very small storefront. And they can you know, brew in the back so there's not much overhead in and space and tax. And the basement. And they can you know, basically support six, seven people. And there's a lot of restaurants around there, a lot jobs, of foot traffic. Right? And like I said, yeah, the meatball place, they have a menu that's literally sitting on the bar over there. And they can order a number of stuff. They'll punch it into an iPad. It'll come over on Get the our side. Here. Yeah. And then we so walk it over. <laughs> walk it over. We walk it over. That's awesome. Our, one of our hostess will just take the, the to-go order that's already paid for via you know, a credit Maybe card, was, PayPal, or anything. It was really good uh, and they walk pretzels over. over oh, yeah. You like that, <laughs> those giant pretzels. pretzels. I do have some pretzels here for you. Um, it's probably not good to eat on the air. I tell grass. No, I don't time. think I'm going to do that. That's all right. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, just to have... That many things happening with just one small brewery. Now, look at the bigger picture. Places like uh, Black Forest Brewery, also in Farmingdale. First which day is, with my wife was at Black Forest Brewery. Really nice. Yes. There you go. I used to have a mug on the uh, bar there. Their um, Dunkel is fantastic. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's my, very good. one of my favorite things. That and the Amber. Yep. Amber also and the Dunkel. Uh, I think one of their Ambers is their, again, staple, the pills and the... Uh, Hefeweizen, those are staples. Hefeweizen's very good. They have a, I have not, for some reason, been to their Oktoberfest. I've only been there for happy hours in October, and they have live music. Yep. They put out a spread, Pete. I, I, I'm sure it's very good. The food there's there, the heroes, food there good. there's wings, there's, uh, there was meatballs. I've never seen a spread free food during really? happy hour and $3 pints. Jeez. Where the hell are they making it's the money? Beer. It's good beer. And so I, we went there for happy hour for years before I had kids. Mm. And it was Damn kids. the oh, they ruined everything. <laughs> I love them though. I'm just saying that they're lucky my wife they're adorable. 
So anyway, uh, we we would go. I, I'd go there every year for my birthday. It's one of my birthday spots, and uh, we went there recently. And uh, the food is very good, and I think they make most of their money on their food. It's good traditional German food yep. with a little American influence, um, and it's delicious. So I I really think like something like that is what a lot of New England places are doing. They're doing brew pub. So uh, a restaurant or eatery that also brews their own beer. John Harvard's was another one here yep. in Long Island. Yep. They've since gone out of business for whatever reason. Is that right? I have no idea. I haven't. I haven't been out I've, to Smith Haven Mall in a very long time. I liked it. Yeah, the food was excellent. They had they everything there to brew. I would assume they're still doing it, but I haven't heard anything from them. From John Harvard's? Yeah, usually. Oh, no, they're, they're out of business. That's what I said. Oh, they're yeah, out of business. No, they're definitely out of business. Oh, why yeah, they went right, out of business good. or when, I don't know. But I'm like, wait a second. I, I could have swore. That's uh, that We mentioned that earlier. The uh, West Hampton um, Brewing Company, yes. they hire, hired the brewmaster from John Oh, Harvard's. so I thought maybe they took them away from them. No. Okay. No, All right, so, so basically they were out of business. That's what I thought, because I used to remember you know, John I Harvard's. I should check that. I've been known to talk <laughs> out of my ass lately. Uh, no, from you, time to that's time. why we have a fact-checking uh, machine here. Um, so basically, you know, it, it, those uh, types of places are pretty much what you can find in every major, you know, little New England town and place like that. Uh, and, and with New York State, and especially here on Long Island, there's such a need for more craft beer. There really hey, is. Turns I, out it's a chain. Okay. And there are plenty around New England. Okay. Uh, but See, the one, that's where I was, I was, I was not terribly wrong because the one in Comac is gone. Is gone. Okay, yeah. No, that's what I thought. <laughs> There's, uh, let's see, Cambridge, Massachusetts, uh-huh. Framingham, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. Providence, Rhode Island. That all sounds like places that would have a brewery in their towns. Elliott, Cottville, New York. I don't know where the fuck that is. Ooh. And uh, Hancock, Massachusetts, near uh, <laughs> Jiminy Peak. Where? Jiminy Peak. I've actually been skiing there. Oh, cool. Um, so the... Long Island brew scene, I think, is going to have to have some sort of regionalist uh, type of atmosphere. I would love a brewery closer to me now. Right now, my closest brewery, uh, Pete, and uh, you're probably, probably is probably no. I would say Barrage. Uh, yeah, because yep. it's a little well. further south than the other ones. Yep, right off um, one ten. But and I like Barrage and and yada 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 and uh, some of their. Really unique beer styles there are are very good. Um, is yada 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 the one with the Snickers bars? Yes, correct. Yeah, it is uh, absolutely delicious. Um, they, they do uh, a, what's a that salt milk stout. Uh, Sacred cow. Yes, yeah, Sacred cow. Points for the names for yeah, that, that for sure. One. That was a good one. Uh, a salt and fudgery. Which I is don't a, know what that is. Super but I want to try it now. Porter. Um, it's really salt dark and, and fudgery. Super, yes, That's a salt a and name. fudgery. Um, it's like an eight point two too, so it's Sold. high octane. <laughs> Sold, yeah, it's good. Um, so we, yeah, so that's like the closest brew to me. I would love something a little closer. I really would something where I can go in and it's got to be good. Like I, I don't think I would go up to Barrage and grab a growler uh, on my off time. It's a little too far, just out of the reach. There's nothing. Of, they're uh, they suffer the fact that they don't have the foot traffic. There's nothing over there. It's an industrial true. section. There's nothing there. I'm not saying I need to walk to it. But I'm saying, like, on my way home, I'd love to have something on the way. Um, I would also love to have something that's five minutes away where I could just drive to, fill up a growler, come home, and enjoy. That's why I was psyched when the mythology opened. I mean, just to have, like... It's still, f- like, 20 minutes, 25 uh, minutes yeah, from my Florida, house. So and that's, that's you know, five-minute drive. That's almost an hour of my time now spent driving before I even get the beer. If you add in the time it takes to go in there with the growlers, talk to the bartender, hang out. I mean, sometimes you just want to a flight, <laughs> fill your growler, go home and enjoy the rest of the night. Uh, you're talking about an hour and a half of your time. I'm saying give me uh, something 10 minutes away. Regionally, uh, Babylon would be my best my best bet where something would come into Babylon 
uh, set up a brewery. It's about a six-minute drive. Uh, I'm sure right away it would be packed uh, starting out. But, you know, from there— Real estate's tough over there. I think they're trying to—they have a lot of— uh, Oh, so many bars and restaurants they, uh, over there. They have a moratorium, actually, on— uh, on new bars and restaurants, you can't open a new bar and restaurant. So if uh, unless you're in Babylon, in Babylon Village, so you got to shut down one before you open exactly. one. Exactly. So wow. Does uh, it not cap? shut down? So if if you know one main, for instance, is is, uh, is yeah. a restaurant. Yep. If one main sh- uh, actually it, it did, did shut uh, down. it did just uh, change hands. Yeah. Uh, but if you know, for instance, the hair salon next door shut down, you can't go in there and open and up open a bar and restaurant. You could open up any other business, but not a bar or restaurant. So the local, <coughs> the local, which is, is a brand new German style beer house, fantastic place to grab. I got, haven't been there yet. I, I passed by good. it. I went to go get a gift certificate uh, for Christmas presents, but they weren't open, so I skipped by it. Uh, I I went down there uh, soon after they opened uh, with a buddy to to watch a football game, and uh, very good place to to grab a beer. Uh, very, you know, they're trying to do that German beer house yes. uh, kind of feel. So they have a Dunkel. They have they have Hofbrau uh, Dunkel. Nice Hofbrau uh, uh, Munchen. I guess they're okay. uh, they're they're uh, flagship. A uh, few other German focused beers. The food is fan is really good. Really okay. Yeah, they do house made uh, potato chips. Right. I had a uh, chicken sandwich there that was very good. Good chicken place. Chicken sandwich, cow. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, definitely uh, check that out. It's a good place to grab a beer. The uh, the the reason why they were able to open up though is because there was an old bar there. There was that old uh, the twisted bar. shamrock. Yes, that, that dive that bar that was sitting bar. there. So oh they had to wait God. for the dive bar to basically turn over and crap. I think it's the same people that own uh, the Villager. Yes, that's which what another I heard. good place to. Uh, yes, very good uh, beer lineup. Yeah, um, these are regional uh, bars on Long Island that are uh, taking on the craft beer craze big time. And really going out there and finding a good beer. So one of the things I don't like about the craft beer craze or uh, whatever we're in right now is every bar is now looking for at least one beer. And I think a lot of those bars are making bad decisions. So they're bringing in like a Goose Island, a Shipyard, Lagunitas, not uh, Fat Tire. Not that they're bad beers whatsoever. I, I do like some of those. But they're claiming their craft. And in my opinion, those large, large... Huge distribution nationwide companies are no longer considered craft. That's kind of made their way into mainstream. It's almost like in the music world. You know, you got this uh, underground mumble rap, and now everything is freaking, uh, you know, trap and mumble rap. And as it uh, kind of gains it, popularity, it takes it, it over It really the depends scene. on what your definition of craft is. I mean, right. it's, uh, you know, it's not, it, you're not drinking Bud Light or, you know, Coors no. Light or, or Miller or anything. It's, you're drinking something you're like drinking a something Goose Island well IPA, a 319. Uh, 312. That's, 312, that's there good. you go. Yeah, that's good stuff. Good um, a Honker's Ale. Those are delicious. The Shipyard's got the Monkey Fist, got the Night Wind. It's but they got do, so you know, something like, something like Goose Island does so, much, so many other styles of beer other than But you have to be in the region to get them. You can't get those things here. They do I've, so I've much stuff at the I've been a few bars that uh, have uh, Goose Island Sophie. Yes, is, well, Sophie's nationally distributed. Yeah, um, but you're right. I, I no, agree. I have, and in the city, you probably find a bar or something like that that's uh, have a lot of those taps. Uh, Ginger Man has a really great list, and they'll have very unique stuff uh, on tap because they have like fifty something taps. But uh, like for instance, and I'm not bad mouthing whatsoever. They have a great beer lineup at Croxley's. Yeah, um, they'll bring in a couple of little things here and there, but a majority of their list, I don't consider craft. I consider them more. Either a local beer, which some of it is craft, yep. but nationally distributed stuff that they get, and they just pile on. Well, I mean, so like I said, they'll have they're a trying tr- to you know uh, accommodate as many people as possible. Oh, I agree, and, and you want uh, whoever's you, in there. You to go drink by there on Friday or Saturday night, and obviously they're uh, they're successful at that because 
That place is always packed, packed. on weekends. Yeah. They have security on a Sunday. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I am not kidding. That's, That's how I packed mean, they but get. they have, you know, was 60, 70 something taps. Yep. Uh, it's hard to, it's hard not to find something that's that's really good. Absolutely. But I feel like sometimes I go into a place like that and I can't find something as unique as I want it to be. But when I go into a uh, a good like F and Groovin back yep. then, uh, Re- I could find a magic hat which wasn't available everywhere. Republic's uh a good place to do that. They always um sometimes their tap list is hit or miss, but uh very different from Croxy's, and they have a lot of uh, a lot more of those local places. Yeah. Uh, Barrage is usually on tap there. Yes. Uh, Blue Point, Long Ireland. Um, yeah, the local breweries that really kind of, um, you know, support the scene. Yep. Uh, we got someone on the line. Welcome to the War with hey. Mike and Pete. Who is this? Hey, what's up? It's Hack to Louise. Hack to Louise. Hey, what's up, man? Jeebus Christmas. <laughs> what's going on, brother? Not much. I heard. I wanted to uh, catch the historic first episode of the beer show. Yes, welcome <laughs> to it, my friend. And uh, of course, I'm going to convert it into the beer and weed show. And Jesus. Uh, <laughs> already, like we got to go listen on the first episode. <laughs> that's it. That's it. We're going to just turn into a weed fest, like oh, at the end of God. beer fest. Yeah, it's the beer and weed show. Now, actually, uh, I, I I picked up the only beer I have in my fridge right now, which is uh, a nice cold Heineken. Oop. And uh, <laughs> well, I will say this, Hector. And I don't know if you have been, but I've been to Amsterdam, it and I've been to the uh, Heineken experience, and mm-hmm. the beer over there tastes nothing like what we get here. Heineken tastes so much better there. It's, 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 you sound well, like such a jerk saying that. But it's night and day. Well, there's a reason why. You know there's a reason why, right? It's the, the conditioning, the sun, the glass bottle, something like that. Uh, it's actually the, they have to prepare it in order to ship it. Because it takes so long to get over here. Right. There's a different uh, ingredient in there, like the nitrogen or something they, that they put in with the brewing process. Chemical they put in. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, because they don't want it to spoil, but yet I feel like every Heineken and Heineken light I have tastes like spoiled. Yeah. Well, yeah. If it, it's it, got a little unpleasant funk to it. Yeah. Same with Amstel. Yeah. yeah it's the same thing. It, it, and then again, it's drinkable. That's one of the things I used to drink, you know, growing up. And yeah. if I'm at a bar and there's no other option, that's usually the go-to. Oh, for me, then it's Bud Light. If there's no other option. Yeah, I don't know if I could do it. It's just too watery. I like a little bite to yeah. it. So even if it's a funk I, bite, I like the funk bite. Uh, yeah, I, I won't mess with a Coors or uh, a Bud Lights. Or... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. those are easy go-tos, and especially you could find them at a gas station at 7-Eleven yeah. or anything you want. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I avoid those. But I, he, I usually go for like a Heineken on up. I see. I could do Coronas uh, in the summer. You know, it's just to me, mm-hmm. it's that only when it's warm summer. and on a beach. And I, lime or no lime, it doesn't matter to me. But for the most part, I can drink that. That's not a problem for me. Do you know the whole re- the, the whole story behind the the lime and the Corona? Right. Educate us, Hector. Yes, please. Okay, Corona was famously the cheapest beer in Mexico. Does this have to do with scurvy? Uh, well, what they would do, that's actually another theory, but what they would do is that uh, the the folks who would buy it, the poor folks, to kill the taste, they would put pieces of lime in it. And what was in the taste that it that they did that? What was it again? They didn't like the taste. It was like a really... <laughs> of beer at all? <laughs> so it's like they would stick the lime in there. Now, the tourists saw the poor folks doing it. They thought how quaint and... Next thing you know, they they made millions at that. So God bless them. But that's the whole story behind that. 
it's probably one of the first beers that would introduce a citrus element into it um, to try to kind of curve it or at least add to the taste. Now most people say the lime is what adds to it. But, I mean, the beer itself seems okay. It doesn't seem too terrible. It's like water. And if you drink yeah. 18 of them, you're going to get hammered. So isn't that the point of it? Absolutely. Well, true. It does with the, the citrus makes it uh, go well with seafood. That's a good point. Yep, I like Obviously my ceviche. Obviously pairs well with a nice taco. Ooh, there you go. Yeah, you, we, when I do uh, Taco Tuesdays in the summer, I'm usually cracking. A, I have a couple of Coronas just on backup just for those nights. Nice, nice. Also, that's a good go-to beer if you have a lady over. Yep. You know, the, good point. The ladies, they good love call. the Coronas. You can't whip out the uh, <laughs> the left-hand nitro and go, hey, uh, how you doing, lady? Would you like a nice dark beer on nitro? Mm. And then she well, vomits if, on your couch. If you're Billy D. Williams, <laughs> if you're Billy D. Williams, you'll well, you, you'd pull out the uh, the malt liquor, you know. There you go, D. Williams. I get <laughs> it's just Lando Calrissian with two forties of old E. <laughs> I'm gonna Photoshop that now. <laughs> I'm gonna there find a good go. pick of that one. <laughs> so Hector, uh, tell us about your show because I started off today talking about the history and how Pete and I came in last week. Um, I, I don't think in the chaos that is limo talk that I ever really fully understood the show, where it's uh, being taped, and what it does. Oh, you mean Laughing Matters? Yes, thank you for the oh. title, because I totally forgot it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my, my bad. Yeah, it's, it's that stand-up show that I do. But no, um, it's Laughing Matters. It's basically uh, uh, up-and-coming as well as established comedians from like uh, the tri-state area. Okay. And, um, you know, some old friends and stuff. And, like, on the next one, we have uh, Mike Pachetti coming up. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember you heard, I heard that from last week. That's good. Yeah. And uh, we have George Diaz, Peaches Rodriguez. They're coming up on that, too. And then we, we start going for some of the younger folk. I'm not calling Peaches old in case she's listening. But, uh, <laughs> you know, um, it, it's a good time. It's uh, it, it's done in a, in a TV studio. Um we, we we hand out uh, food to the to the folks that come and visit, so we get folks over. I mean, if it's not for the comedy, at least for the free food, right? Of course. And uh, I heard we were going to do pizzas last time. Yeah, well, they they mentioned pizzas. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes Pizza. it, it yes. could be your bag of taco chips. I'm just saying. Be Hector, careful. What's the let's go to this? What's the best beer with pizza? What's yes. your What's your go to beer with pizza? Yes, is the answer to that. Oh, <laughs> just a, a. Go to beer with pizza. Yeah, is the old school Michelob, not new Michelob. The old Michelob with the gold label. Wow, and it was the bottle, the old like frumpy uh, looking bottle. Well, no, because it was a better tasting beer. I don't know what they did to Michelob, but I I bought a Michelob. They bought it to me in a different bottle, and it was basically a different beer. It's probably huh. Michelob light. It Mick could be no, that. no, it was a regular McLeod, huh. and it wasn't an ultra or anything like that. Oh no, no, God! No. Please don't do speak ultra. that name on the show ever again. <laughs> yeah. Fucking no. Mick Ultra. <laughs> if you're looking to shave off calories off your beer, okay, you're really, oh. yeah, you're you're really overthinking it. No, no, but there's like course banquet. You don't really see that often, but when you do, you're like, <laughs> oh boy, I think I gotta I gotta eat with this one. It's the banquet yeah, well, of beers. It's the champagne of beers. champagne uh, of beers. That's yeah. right. What am I talking about, Miller? <laughs> Miller is the the champagne of beers. Oh uh, no no no! no it's no, course no, banquet. It's, yeah. it, it's 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 a thing. But the the, the uh, Michelob, <laughs> there is definitely a the frumpy bottle that I I remember seeing it now because th- I've been a bartender for almost twenty years now, Hector. 
Yeah. Going on 20 years is almost uh, as being behind a bar. I've seen that bottle before. You know what's funny? I've been I've been drinking at a bar for more than that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, so uh, so you you're going to go with a uh, Michelob with the pizza. Old Michelob, but you know what? Now uh, I will go with a Carlsberg with the pizza. Okay, Carlsberg. Right. I feel like I've had that. That's not bad. Yeah, Carlsberg was the very first beer I ever drank. I was 12 years old. Mine okay. was a much lamer Bud Eyes Light. Oh, mine was uh, was was your typical old E. <laughs> it did. My wow. first, my were you first playing drink. Forty Hands Friday. Or no, something? We, it was a forty behind Stop and Shop and in Amityville. <laughs> back in the day, there were woods back there, so we grabbed a couple of forties of old E. We hugged them behind Stop and Shop, which was finest at the time. <laughs> then it became Edwards. Now it's Stop and Shop, and uh, we we pounded pounded those forties. And ended up uh, getting pretty wasted and walking around Amityville for a little while. I was one of my. Fr- I was glad you brought that up because it's one of my first drinking experiences ever. Um, like I said, I did have uh, a White Russian, you know, from the house some, at one point or other, and tasted some other things when there were parties going on at the house. But I never really just sat there and drank, and it was freezing. It was twenty degrees out. It was a night like tonight here in New York, and it was just miserable. But I got hammered and I felt nothing for the rest of the night. When you're young, you can do yeah, stupid things like which that. Which is the idea at that age, too. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, the first time I ever got drunk when I was a kid, uh, we we found a bar that was serving people that they weren't checking IDs. Mm-hmm. And how, how old I, were you, Hector? Was this, was this previous to the threesome you had? Uh, wait a minute. Hey, oh. <laughs> oh, oh, when you hooked up, when you hooked up with the with the teacher in high school. Whoa! No, no, no! Wow! Okay, Pete, you missed a couple of stories. You're gonna have to go back into limbo talk and hear something. Okay, yeah. The, okay, the teacher, me getting late was actually around the same time because I got drunk and I wound up getting a job. There you go. A, <laughs> <laughs> you were on the path. <laughs> I got I got drunk uh, at this bar and then I went walking down the street mm-hmm. and uh, I I saw a help wanted sign. And who does that? Walked, who goes to a job interview hammered? I was hammered. Nice. And, and they gave me a job. Shut I was the right fuck there. up. <laughs> what, what? Where is this? Was what, it a where? liquor store? <laughs> no, like, you're perfect. No. You're in. Yeah. No. Actually, it was a it was a carpet store, and I I wound up working there uh, for a couple of years. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jim Flat Carpet. Uh, oh, well, that actually. The, it was really nice people. It was on, uh, you know, in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of, uh, couple of uh, good fellas. You know, they. <laughs> the wow, right. they were like, "Let me take this guy Hector under my wing." My people. It's 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 gonna be like <laughs> it's gonna be like good fellas. You're gonna be a connected we, man through that. No, but I found out like like a couple of years later uh, when we were talking about how when I first walked in, they said that they they smell I smelled like a distillery. <laughs> and I was looking. You're right. hired. Yeah. <laughs> Who says but, that? We like your smell. You know, Come on in. They, they liked what happened was they liked my ballsiness that I walked in. I was hammered, and I grabbed the sign. The sign was taped to the window. I didn't ask. Oh, you're looking for help. I grabbed the sign, yanked it off, and walked up to them, handed it to them. You seem irresponsible enough to walk in here drunk. You're fucking hired. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think we lost Hector. Sorry, Hector. Call right back. I'll, I'll get you in. I'm trying to operate the phone lines upside down, and I hit the wrong button. By, by doing that, we've now switched callers. So who do we got online? Who is this? 
Oh, it's Knuckles over here. Oh, oh my goodness. What up, Knuck? Hey, Mikey, what do you say over there? All right, say hi to Pete, too. Hey, Pete, Pete. Hey, good to meet you. How you doing? Is <laughs> my friend Nick. Good. Nick's uh, living in Queens right now. Last weekend, me and Brian went over down to uh, Finback. Oh, you went to Finback we again? Yes. Nice. Went again. It was first time for Brian and his wife, and we had a very good time. Nice. What did yeah, you guys drink? care for the party too much, but uh, they had some very nice uh, pomegranate, sour IPA sort of thing. Sour IPA. Very good. <laughs> Buddy, uh, did anything taste like Band-Aids? <laughs> Nothing like Band-Aids to me. Well, that's good. Uh, we, had a, we had an experience. I can't speak for everyone. Nick, we had experience with uh, some of the Finback beers um, mm. that when we opened the can, uh, Pete, we, it smelled like Band-Aids. It's the weirdest thing, but it it's was so true. When you open a beer. Nick, what beer was that? It might have been a coconut IPA. Coconut IPA? Did it taste like suntan lotion? I enjoyed it. <laughs> what, what's your favorite kind of beer? But... I, I have to tell you that we also went to Nears Tavern. I'm not sure if you know place in Queens. <laughs> N-E-I-R, Near Tavern. I have not and been there. No, I don't get out to Queens that much. There and Tower Heist. Yeah, see, Nick uh, lives in Queens, so he's Tower. right on the border. It was a cool pub. We had some dinner there. We played Dodge Mikey. Yeah, oh, yeah. Stories, buddy. Nux. We, me and Brian did it. It was a close game. It <laughs> came right down to the end, up to the bullseye. Oh, <laughs> little dots. It was a good time. Are you drinking tonight, Nick? Of course. I'm having Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. Cheers to you, buddy. Uh, Cheers. And Tito's. T- oh, you went with the alcohol tonight, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all right. Nothing and wrong with that. And TNT's blacking me out, so no basketball. So I'm watching Rob Gronkowski comedy special, I guess. <laughs> this is a Rob Gronkowski comedy special? <laughs> On Showtime, bro. <laughs> really? I don't remember that seeing that. That's awesome if there is. This is my Thursday night over here. I'm calling into you guys watching Rob Gronkowski and drinking ginger ale and Cheetos. Yeah, that a, that a boy. Nux, um, so what would you guys end up? I, I don't think I caught it. I was running, answering the phone. I think we still got Hector Louise on the phone. Hector, you there? Hey, yeah, what's up? All right, hold on a second, Hector. <laughs> so, Nick, uh, when you went to Finback, um, what, was the, what was the highlight of the experience? No TVs. They don't have TVs. No, so I, a lot of those. There. No, a lot of those queens in Brooklyn places don't. No, and Brian was very good playing a hipster joint, and then <laughs> I was kind of defending it because we've been to some more hipsterish ones. You ever been a transmitter over there in Long Island City? Listen, Nick, I got to tell you, I want to spend like a week just traveling through Brooklyn and Queens and all the <laughs> breweries out of there. I have so many places that I need to stop. I was just talking to Pete. Do you remember the night we went to the Barclays and we ended up at threes? Were you with us that night? No, I didn't go. Oh, you didn't go to the basketball game. That's right. Crap. I went to Hanks. You've been to Hanks over there, right? Right by the Barclays right there? No, we didn't stop at a bar. I I ended up getting in there like a few minutes early. I ran over to Strong Rope. Strong Rope is like maybe a five to ten minute walk. I remember. You guys hit up a few of them. Yeah, Yeah, there was was like three in this little trifecta. And I wanted to hit up as many as I could. We ended up at Threes Brewing. Which was delicious, delicious stuff, and then we went back over to the Barclays. But like, there's so many places by you, uh, Long Island Beer Project, uh, Alice Brewing Company, uh, Threes and Strong Rope, and and uh, other half Finback, Single Cut. Well, yeah. we can go. I mean, literally, you can tell he's in Queens. You can hear the 
sirens in the background. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, there's so many I want to visit. And like the Garden's Point or the, yeah. or the Oyster Bay or yep. the Bud Jeff. You know, yeah, but they're so spread out. Close. You're not going to get too much. <laughs> no, they're all spread out. You can kind of walk or take a cab or take a, a, a subway to many of these places by you. And it's well, kind of going. The helicopter, right? the helicopter over there. Helicopter. <laughs> 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 yeah, helicopter over there. Hector, this is hey. my buddy Nick. Can you hear him on the phone? Hector? Yeah, I hear him. All right, cool. Blaming, oh, um, I have a uh, confession to make. Yeah. The, uh, the sirens that you heard, they're not in Queens. That's actually me. I was playing I was playing GTA on, on uh, <laughs> the I'm like, wow, Nick, you, you really got a, you know, he's right by the, um, uh, what do you got? Clear the view, clear Clearview view. Expressway. So sometimes, you know, there's a lot of uh, activity, uh, activity, lot of activity in, <laughs> especially when Nick's out there grilling in the backyard. It's like no, freaking yeah. a war going on down there. Part of the scene. Yeah, it's all the noise the pollution that's going on in Queens and Brooklyn. Hector, where are you? Where are you calling from today? Uh, I'm, I'm well, from my house. I'm uh, I'm out in Long Island. Oh, that's right. You're out I'm in Farmingdale, in area, right? Yeah, yeah. That's I'm right. I forgot about that. Cool. All right. So, uh, yeah. Hector, uh, you you and Nick, I think, would make a perfect pair. I'm going to be honest with you. You both love the weed. Are you playing matchmaker? Well, no, I don't mean like <laughs> to make out. Both of them have girlfriends and or wives. <laughs> no weed buds. Yeah, new, they, new weed buds. Yeah, this is like they, they, they would be perfect weed buds. buds. Come on, Mikey. There's always room in the side, but as long as everyone's supplying, come on. I think we might yeah, change think, the name of the, the like show. Nick. What? Yeah. <laughs> I think I would like Nick. How you doing? Nick? Yeah, you would. Yeah, he, he's a good on, kid, man. He's he really is. Nick is. Yeah, uh, I'm not a kid. I'm a man. I, I'm just saying, you know, it's an expression. Come on, guy. I know, brother. I know, I know. Hey, hey, hey. hey listen, this hey, this hey, guy's listen. been around for fucking like 15 years. It's hard here. to get rid of him, I'm telling you. <laughs> Nick rose on you by the minute. And, uh, I, the minute. and he doesn't hate anyone. There is nobody who Nick doesn't like. Oh, like, really? I've never met anybody that I hate he lots of doesn't like. I know. And it's, that's what's so <laughs> exceptionally special about Nick. He loves everyone. He'll meet Everybody. you for five minutes, and you, they're best friends. Not really, not really, not really, not really. I get, I get along. I get along. Get along. <laughs> That's awesome. Get along there you with go. everybody. I don't like everybody. No, I mean, come on. There's, o- there's always an asshole somewhere. No, I'm an asshole. I, I no, no, Nick's not an, an asshole. asshole. Nick no, likes to get no, drunk. Nick an asshole. I'm saying maybe Nick wouldn't like somebody if they were an asshole. That's true. I mean, no, I've been Nick's called an asshole plenty of times. He probably doesn't like me. <laughs> uh, a lot of people do. Can't blame him. I'm a bit of a jerk. Yeah. I mean, for the most yeah. part, and, and you go to any bar or restaurant with Nick, and he's making friends. I'll give you a great example, Hector. Uh, Nick yeah. came to my establishment in Bethpage called uh, the Campaign House. Oh, uh, no. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me tell the story. Shameless plug? Uh, right no, it's, it's a nice bar <laughs> restaurant. It's got uh, you know, really good food. We'll put it that way. And... Right. Um, in the in the end, uh, Nick made friends with the uh, local um, hag. She's she's a very nice lady. She's a very nice lady. The local hag, but she sounds like a fancy way of saying the town slut. Yeah, you no, know, but she's that, like you know that almost sounds like a great name for a, for a bar, right? That's got to be local an English hag. Local hag. English pub. The the old yeah, hag. Yeah, the old hag. Old Hag Brewing. We're going to come up with a million brewery names. Old Hag Bar and Fish and Chips. (laughs) 
You don't want to try the fish. Uh, the chips are okay. <laughs> so, so Nick, uh, you know, comes in, hangs out for a little bit, a couple beers. I, I sent him on a flight basically around my bar, uh, giving him every beer that I think, starting with the best beer and working my way down. And, uh, right. for, you know, he came in after work, um, having a few drinks and, you know, probably got a little drunk. He went and disappeared for a little while, came back and uh, sat next to a woman and, he was talking. He was chatting nice, like he always does. Like I said, he'll just make friends with everybody. And yeah, yeah. she took this as a complete compliment, Hector. She, she was like, oh, my God, someone's talking to me. And next thing you know, they're <laughs> sharing a plate of food. They're sharing uh, sliders. Wow. Uh, no, and again, Nick's, no, Nick's, Nick's a saint. So I know, I know, but no, my no, point no, is no, you no, ordered no. it. You ordered it. <laughs> And then the you situation. shared it. I knew what we was going on. She was very nice. There's nothing wrong with the woman. Wait, no, we're hanging out. We're hanging out. Yeah, but, they know, were hanging no, out. I, but you know, but I got boundaries. I got boundaries, and, and I wouldn't share a plate with her. But I give her a slider. I was very and nice. And then I recommend something for her to purchase. But she seemed to have some bread. Sort of local hag, you know. <laughs> no, no, she was dressed very well. Like she's not disheveled. She's not a disheveled person. No, no I'm just no, saying, like as as women, it wasn't like you know, it was like this, you know. It wasn't when women like that, come into the bar and are a local so and they're share? old, you got to call her something. There are yeah, older yeah, women that's a local. If I could get her to pay my tab or something like that, you know what I mean? I'm trying to see what. I... <laughs> Uh, all right, listen, gentlemen, uh, we got a lot of people trying to call in. Go for it. Mikey, Mikey, it was great talking to you. Hector, good meeting you. Petey, good meeting you. Good luck, fellas. I'm going to be listening. Thank you. Thanks for calling in. Guys, before I, I go. I can't get a hold of you on iHeart, so thanks. try to send a link out or something. I was going to thanks, tell Nux. you, uh, in April, if you look it up, yeah. at City Field, they have something called the... Uh, it's a beer and bacon fest. Yes, I've seen Wait, it. What? Yes, there's a bacon and beer fest at City Field. to have one every year. Um, it's it's a great festival. Uh, yes. I think it. I, I from what the reviews I heard, I didn't get to go to it last year. From the re- reviews that I heard, they had a lot more bacon than beer, and I I love bacon. There's no doubt about it that I love bacon. Who but love yeah. bacon? Um, I feel like uh, I want a um, a thing. That has a lot more beer than bacon. I want to drink a lot and then nibble on some bacon. Drink a lot, nibble on some bacon. Yeah, well, they they actually had a decent amount the last time I was. So I mean, do you, can you recall any of the breweries that were there by name? No, nah, I was too shit faced. <laughs> that sounds about right. If you don't go in there, you know, quickly do a quick round while you're sober, you're never going to remember what goes on at beer fest. That's what happens. Oh no, no, but it's such a good time. Oh, absolutely. It's it's one of my favorite things to do. I, I usually grab a couple of friends. We go as a big group. Um, one of the best beer fests I've ever been to, Pete, and we'll, we'll uh, kind of expand on this. Uh, I went to Boston. Um, they had uh, It wasn't called Extreme Beer Fest at the time, though that is coming up in February. Isn't that a, first weekend of February. It's a beer advocates thing? It is, and it is probably the biggest beer fest I've ever been to, ever. Ever. And uh, hold on, I'm going to answer the phone call. Pete, uh, what's the best beer fest you've been to? Uh, bunch of times, my wife and I go up to uh, Vermont. There's uh, one of the, the places we go skiing at in Mount Snow. There's an Oktoberfest every year. That's always a good time. Just a uh, ton of breweries, good, some good German food. It's a good time. Where is it, upstate? Uh, Mount Snow, Vermont. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they have some great stuff up there. Vermont and uh, New Hampshire, Massachusetts area has got some great beer. Uh, speaking of which, who do we got on the phone? Yo, what do you say? It's Mike. Oh, boy, Mikey. What do you say, Mike? 
What do you say? Hell, I'm going to turn my radio off here. Ah, she's Radio 101. You haven't listened to enough talk radio in your life that you don't know how to turn the radio down? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, uh, what do you Pete, say? Pete, this is my buddy Mike. Mike's uh, living up in Canton, Massachusetts. Uh, Mike, what, I was going to say, what is the home beer of uh, Canton, Massachusetts? That would be Trillium. Trillium Brewery. It's, uh, it's one of those. Uh, Treehouse and Trillium fight it out up there in Massachusetts. Um, we went up there last year around this time. Right, Mike? It was around this time? That's right. And we went to the brewery, and uh, believe it or not, they didn't have a lot on tap at the moment. Um, when we ended up there, but whatever they had, it was delicious. So he literally can take a five-minute car, right? That's what I was talking about. Uh-huh. And stop at his brewery, grab 14 cases, <laughs> and come Just home. A Just a couple. Just a few. Spend $500. Right, right. It is expensive. I was telling Mike about this experience I had down here on Long Island. And you got you to gotta tell me how you kind of knew that they don't distribute, because I've seen it other places. Um, so we went to this uh, beverage place over Massapequa, the one down on Merrick Road. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I see there's finally Trillium beer on the shelf. And I went, holy crap. You don't see that around here. Like, you don't I've see those, right. And, and you don't see those sitting around on the shelves. I picked one up. I picked the four pack up. Like, every, you know, the tall boys are all sold out. And uh, I brought it to the counter. And she scanned it. And it ringed up $52. Get the fuck out of here. $52, Fucking my outrageous. For a four-pack? For a four-pack of, uh, it, was, it was a double IPA, but it doesn't matter. Does it the come alcohol. with a hooker? <laughs> it comes with a handy and a reach-around. That's what it's supposed to come with. $52. I know what you're saying. Dude, I was, I was floored because I was up there, and I grabbed a couple of fours. I grabbed like a, maybe four or five different four-packs, and I didn't spend close to $52 on the oh four four-packs. I didn't even no, spend dude. $50. I also bought merch, I think, too. And I still didn't spend <laughs> got a sticker? that much. I think I got a hat. I still didn't spend $52 up there. No, is it any I mean, good they're, for they're 52 most, bucks? It's good, but the it's... The most expensive four-pack is like 20 bucks. I mean, then they sell you know bottles of like sours and stuff like that. At, right. You know, 20 bucks a bottle, something like that. But like to spend 52 on a four-pack? On a four-pack. I, it was it was what fourteen dollars a can. How's your yeah seriously? How's your twelve dollar beer? I actually bought one just to support him, but I the, I put it down the counter. The lady, They're doing just fine, dude. Don't I, I, I know I know, but like I I don't want it to go away. I want them to invest in it, seeing that the beer leaves the store actually, and then maybe they'll invest in it and lower the price because I'm not buying a four pack, dude. It's just not well, that's happening. That's the thing. That's the thing. I don't even think. They distribute it to that store because that's the reason they don't distribute it. They want their beer drank like locally, premium freshness, right? Correct. So they don't distribute right now. I don't blame them. I, I would, if I was a brewery, I'd kind of not want to distribute either because you can't, uh, you don't have control over your beer in that way. Exactly. So uh, I, mean, I, they don't even have it in that many bars up here, right? Well, but that's because they wanted to it's open their select, own bar, like really select beer bars, you know? Right. Well, I, I yelped out loud. I went, nope, <laughs> like in, in the lady's face. <laughs> and I took the four-pack, I put it back on the shelf, and they had actually, um, one of them had the uh, Equinox hops, which I have not had before, and so I needed to try that. So I, I took the four-point um, Equinox dry-hopped version and took it home for, I think it was like 12 and change. But I, I would I would never bargain. buy it. Oh, what a bargain that was. But I had to try it because I, I, there's no way I'm ever going to get it. I mean, Mike's not – I mean, you could, Mike, if you want to. But you're not shipping me beer down. 
um, which I would I love. Mean, you know, I'm not a, a like a bootlegger or anything like that. I, I mean, it, is it illegal? Because I, I see people on no. Beer Advocate and Untapped, they're all doing beer trades and stuff like that. I would love to beer trade with people across the country. People I, yeah, would yeah, love I, to hear your life. Oh, you yeah, to Tom, yeah, yeah. Our buddy Tom lives out in Minnesota, and he's got a lot of breweries out there. There's a lot, yeah. Uh, Lift Bridge, yeah, a lot uh, of stuff out there. Yeah, some really good ones too, and that's that's uh, what I was saying. Surly, like, yeah, oh yeah. Surly's big one, yep. yep. What um what else is he sending you? Uh, like I got uh, he he actually sent Reardon uh, this peanut butter porter that was really good. Okay, um, you know I've, what the brewery I've was? Surly from him, yeah. You know, Whatever he's got going on, yeah, yeah. He actually, he actually um, just saw that New England style IPA is like a style coming out there now. So really, it's a uh, sweeper across the nation. Yeah, I was gonna say it, it's been here for now a little while. I mean, Barrier Brewing Company in Oceanside has basically uh, made that a staple, and and like out of ten taps that they have, usually um, they are about seven out of ten taps are New England cloudy beer style. Yeah. And it's not terrible, um, but that it's sounds boring. It's no, but it's really good. Yeah, I love it. It's it's really I good. It. I've, I've and Barrier just to me has a different style. In but and just of having seven IPAs just sounds. <laughs> we we have drank a lot of stuff just now. Well, not enough, Mike. Really. Right now, uh, Pete and I we didn't mention this. We're drinking the 1940s Brewing Company in Holbrook, New York. They have uh, okay. something called a hometown brown ale. It is delicious. It's only 5%. Oh, I do love a brown ale. And I love browns, too, man. It's, it's one good. of my favorite things. And actually, you know what? Uh, I will say one of my favorite browns is from a uh, company or a brewery, duh, called Sweetwater. Sweetwater used to have this brown hop hash brown. And it wasn't an IPA. It was a brown ale that was dry hopped with hop hash. What you know about hop hash, what, Michael? What is hop hash? Well, I would imagine it's the same way they make hash with marijuana is... You would get the oils off ah. of the hop uh, plant. Yeah. So basically, you're not using the actual leaves or anything like that. You're basically squeezing them out and getting uh, a the dried oils. version of the juice, and then it's concentrated, and then they I use that hash, in the brewing I think, process. Like hash browns. Oh, okay. Yeah. Kid. I mean, it's. It, I don't <laughs> think they toast them. Um, I think it's more. <laughs> Sweetwater had come out with the 420 Pale L, so I think I know where they're going with that. And when they come out with a hop hash. Um, I think they're going to use the same process that you would do for, for weed that you would do for um, the brewing process. Mike, have you had that hop hash? I've not had hop hash. I've had, I've had the, uh, the 420 pale ale, but not hop hash. Okay. It, it's actually very good, but it, like I said, combined with that brown, I think it's uh, a really good combination. It's got a little bit of the hop and a little bit of the, um, the brown flavor that we're typical like the to. sweetness from the brown? You know, oh, like- yeah. Cool. Um, we're going to, uh, what was I talking about right before that? Mike's one of the guys that came into the, uh, studios at Hofstra and had done some shows with me. So, uh, and he's an avid talk show, uh, radio listener. So he kind of knows where to push the buttons and where to not and make it an uncensored beer show, as we say. <laughs> Quickly bring it's up uncensored. Yeah, it's an XL channel. I know what we were talking about. We talked about beer trading. Um, I really love to beer trade with you. I know we got a bunch of stuff down here. Um, yeah, we definitely get that going. I I don't think it's illegal to send beer through the mail. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. Well, through the post office it is, but you can like FedEx it or uh, U, uh, U, UPS. That is good information to have. I got a. I had a buddy out in Minnesota. I got to start beer trading with, and you definitely just hung up on somebody. <laughs> just a straight up sine wave over the air. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, whoever's calling in, just try, try call calling back. back. Yeah, because I, I have to rush in from the studio itself into the other room where I'm usually sitting for a limo talk and answer the phone. So Pete, Seems like you need a, an assistant. We should get a board operator. We do, but we can't pay anybody right now because we're doing this all uh, on the arm. So eventually I'll get gotcha. it done. It's not bad because that's why I have Pete here. Pete here is to kind of fill in the conversation while I run around. That was a poor choice on your part. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I remember my wife uh, actually was on a trip um, uh, in Texas. Oh, God, that's good. She went to uh, Houston, and uh, actually, she was in Houston when the Astros won the World Series. Too bad uh, it wasn't in Houston. Um, but in the meantime, she uh, actually went to a distributor for me down there. She knows I loved uh, to test and try new beer. And she picked me up a six-pack and shipped it back or actually put it back in her carry-on and brought it back. And there was some really good things going on down there. I mean, like any place, in my opinion, a lot of beer starts with the water that's being used. And a lot of the taste from beer comes from the type of water in the local area. And then the ingredients, obviously, I don't know how many people are using, you know, crazy different ingredients. But a lot of times it's the same ingredients. So what changes from beer to beer is not the hops or the malts or the grain or anything they're using. It's, in my opinion, the water that really sets it off. I would imagine there's just straight-up brisket in, uh, in Texas beer. Yeah, I would imagine. <laughs> straight-up just, just bourbon just and beef, bacon. Just beef flavor. Just, like, steer piss and beef flavor. <laughs> and I mean that in a good way. You hung up on them again. <laughs> Pile of difficulties. We hung up on another caller, so whoever that was, I hope you want to call for the third time's a charm. Dude, you got whoever's calling has got to really let it ring for a while. I got, ridiculous. <laughs> Is there any way to get that phone in here? Uh, there might be next time when we have a little more time. Um, I'm not going to do it right away. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely. We got to do that. Um, Mikey, uh, what else you got going on up there? What are you drinking tonight? Uh, I got myself a little uh, coffee uh, coffee pour from Trillium, actually. Uh, what, what's it called? Is that the dial-up? It's called Pot and Kettle. Pot and Kettle. I did see that. Uh, it's, I didn't get to try that. When we were up there, it didn't, didn't have it on tap. Like I said, they only had a limited amount of stuff up there. So, how Yeah, is they, it? they actually opened more uh, tap, uh, tap lines in the uh, tap room. So Nice. And I know they expanded, the, uh, they expanded the brewery itself, right? They opened up a second location or um, another warehouse somewhere to do experimental uh, stuff? No, Canton was their second like location. They started out in Boston, outgrew their space moved out to Canton to do their canning and tap room and everything. And now they're building a brewery, like a, um, not a brewery, but a, like a brew house, like with food and, you know, like a brew pub. There we go. Okay. All uh, right. That's down, down, uh, right on like the harbor, right? Did you guys go yeah. to that uh, when you're, we have a little, uh, by the way, Pete, um, these are, this is a kid I uh, grew up with in Amityville. We have a core of uh, people that we've collected along the way. Mm-hmm. And we used to have, like, once a year go up, uh, go all together to, uh, we was a casino for a while. And then uh, we, you know, occasionally have those beer fests we can go to. Um, and this year they decided, and last year too, decided to just get a hotel in the harbor and then just go bar hopping. And uh, I kind of skipped out on it this year because for me, for driving up and down in one day or really over the course of two days, but 24 hours, it's a lot to just go to a couple bars, but now I'm kind of kicking myself because I realized Trillium opened up that place on the Greenway, right? Yeah, that, but that was in the summertime, so you didn't miss that yet. You can come up in the summer. We'll no, but you guys, didn't you guys meet up in February? Uh, not February, uh, early January? 
uh, November, but the Greenway closes, uh, you know, end of October. Oh, they closed the Greenway in the in the winter. And now they have a. They actually just opened up like a. They bought a space in Roslindale, which is like a small part of like it's not Boston proper, but it's like you know on the way towards the suburbs. Okay. Um, Access still opened, opened ex- up like this whole space there. They have taps and they have uh, bands playing and stuff. Pretty cool. And they this they're doing the same tap lit lineup that they do at the uh, brewery itself. Yeah, man, they're just taking over. Nice. Uh, Trillium's good, Pete. We're, we're going to get some of that down here. Uh, Mike and I will do a trade, and we'll bring it in one night, yeah. and we'll talk about it. Mike, you're going to be our uh, our Massachusetts slash Northeast uh, representation for our show every so I think often. I can handle that. Yeah, I want I want you to really go out and explore some uh, small places up there and, and report back to us. I think that's a great <laughs> uh, homework for you, and I'm sure you won't be uh, I, I can too take upset. On that assignment. <laughs> I appreciate it, buddy. All right, dude. Good listen, but I'll tell you one thing. Yeah. If you uh, ever say Heine butt again, I'll never listen to the (laughs) Wow, that was like an hour and a half ago. I appreciate you listening that long. Holy shit. I could have said I appreciate you not turning the radio off when he said Heine butt. Yeah, immediately shutting it down. I wanted to walk out of the room. Real close. I'm so used to saying it at the home, man. That's that's how much I don't get out. <laughs> and when I do get out, I'm literally just slinging beers and and liquor drinks at people. So it's not much of a sociability for me. All right, man, buddy. I appreciate you calling in. Thanks for calling in, Mike. That's Mike from Good Boston. Talk. No problem. Later, buddy. Good talking to you guys. Holla. Peace. Ah, Mike's great, man. Uh, he really had uh, a tremendous amount of um, uh, time up there to really explore some of those breweries up there and trillium like he said is is really taken over up there it's one of those things uh treehouse and trillium they they've basically pushed out uh the major vermont and new hampshire breweries that pushed in okay they've overtaken them hmm. and really kind of kept them on the outside now where before it was yeah heady topper it was alchemist it was magic cat it was long trail it was all those big beers in the in the boston area and now these guys come in Start small, work up to be like this mid-level, above a microbrewery, and they produce really good stuff. They have limits on their beer. Yes, they do. And I think that's probably why I got charged $52 for a four-pack. fucking bananas, It is ridiculous. And I I can't tell you how fast it went. Nope! That was it. (laughs) Like right in the lady's face. And I think she she really like got scared for a moment because I just yelped it out. I, it wasn't even, I didn't even look at the register. She just said, that'd be $52. I said, nope, <laughs> never going to happen. Never. A four pack of beer for $52 is the most ridiculous thing. By the way, I sent an, uh, an email to Trillium to let them just know. And you know what? On, on top of it, I was hoping to get an email back just to saying, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, I'm not looking for free beer at all. All I'm looking for is just an acknowledgement of this stuff's going on. And I guarantee that's why they put a limit on how much you can walk out with. I yeah, think that same I, thing for uh, I know uh, Alchemist does the same thing for like all of their beers. Yeah, because people would just go in, put yeah. it on a truck, and drive it thirty miles. My brother, three hundred uh, miles was to selling anywhere the, we uh, can't get. You it. could sell the empty cans. You could sell the empty cans of Hetty Topper for four dollars apparently, which what? is just for what? To, I, I don't know for what to say you've had it, which you isn't really that, haven't. That, right, right. Yuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What's wrong There's with some really dumb people. Yeah, people there, you know what it is? It's Instagram. Instagram has made you famous. If you can post a, a oh. can of Hetty Topper, then you're going to get likes and you're going to feel special for oh, that five okay. minutes. See, this is, these are all good reasons why I'm not on social media. <laughs> 
I don't do it for the uh, for the, that kind of thing. <laughs> Listen, we're going to take a break for a little bit. We'll come in. We'll wrap it up. I know we're running late today. It's 10 o'clock already. Uh, we're cutting into time Limo flies. Talk replay time. Oh, God. <laughs> and we have a lot to do here in the studio, Pete, after we're done here. So <laughs> right. I really want to uh, get to that break. We'll uh, you know come back and just wrap it up and, and really just hit it home, and Sounds then we'll good. go home. <laughs> All right, buddy. We'll see you in a second. Gov's Radio. <laughs> Listening to the Wart on Guffs Radio. Hey, uh, moron, it's pronounced the Wart. What the hell is a Wart? It's pronounced the Wart. What is it? The Wart? Yeah, okay, I'll do that again. This is the Wart on Guffs Radio. It is the Wart. Not Wart, not Fort, not Short. The Wart. I'm sorry, I just don't know what that means. When do you guys start drinking? Who says we haven't been drinking? Where's mine? If I say it correctly this time, can I have a drink? Uh, we'll think about it. You're listening to The Works on Govs Radio. Yeah, we got some good responses for that one. We've been getting texts like from a couple of people. <laughs> so promo. those are my two kids uh, that graduated uh, three and four years ago. And uh, they really did a great job with that. I told, Here's what I did. I put them in the recording booth and I said, listen, here's the concept carte blanche whatever you want to do you do so they went back and forth i had to cut that down they did like six minutes Jeez. of back and forth i think <laughs> at one point he called her a fuck stick this the things went down <laughs> and they came out to me and we're like escalated quickly uh i think this escalated really quickly <laughs> you might want to go in and edit that down i don't know uh what had happened there but uh in the end uh that was a really great uh segment from them and i really do appreciate it and if they're still listening Big props for you guys. Thanks. Um, that's a, that's I hope a you guys like the edit I did for you. I don't know what just happened there with the other thing, but that's fine. Um, so, Pete, uh, we just finished uh, two hours without thinking about it. How did it feel? Flew by. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, callers was, help, uh, right? Callers definitely help, yeah. They definitely help up, you, yeah. like, you know, I mean, you and me could talk about beer. At one point, though, we're going to get too nerdy about it and really just poor people, people. <laughs> yeah, especially <laughs> our wives who listen today and were commenting pretty much the entire two hours. Um, but yeah, like my buddy Nick and, and Mike, yeah, th- those are my guys, man. Those guys come in and they, they we go out and drink and we have fun. Nick and uh, my other buddy, Brian, who didn't call in, man, that's fine. I, he said, <laughs> he texted me today, he goes, I'll try to call in as long as I'm drunk enough to dial the phone. I said, not drunk enough to dial the phone, which probably means he's on his couch Super drunk and uh, good for can't him. Him. That's good for him. Yeah, he'll catch the replays. I'll let him know. Um, <laughs> and and Nux is one of those guys that can drink all night, and I'm pretty sure he was Apparently, hammered. Yeah, hammered. But that's great. Good for him. Yeah. And uh, like I said, Mike's really knowledgeable. Mike, you know, went up to that yeah. New England scene and took it all in, and has become uh, really good. We we talk for a long time when we get together about beer and. And stuff like that. So I really want to bring these guys in every so often. I'm going to have to. Uh, I The people I work with uh, <clears throat> are kind of all over the country. So yeah, I'll have to start doing some uh, beer trades. It's amazing. Yeah, that's what I'm, I just kind of dawned on me uh, a few weeks ago. I should start making relationships. When we discussed the, the start of this show, and I went out onto uh, Instagram and Twitter and started gathering followers, um, I, I really started seeing people saying, you know, here's, here's what I traded and here's what I I went, oh. I never thought about that. Yeah. That's one hell of an idea. And I can't send my wife to Texas every time to pick up beer. It sounds like a very long beer run. <laughs> Honey, it's time for a beer run. Yeah, get on a plane. You're going to go out to, uh, you know, Arizona. I think I'm going to ship something out to Minnesota this weekend and uh, see what comes back. You know people out there? Yeah. No, I, uh, I, I, yeah. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes, I do. <laughs> I you should send them a show and a nice, clean six-pack of some local beer, and you'll probably get something nice in return. Tim Tim should be listening or, I don't know, catching the replay. And, nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, the, the beer trade concept is really great. And if it's just done person to person, like if you involve an app with it, I feel like things are going to go half to shit. I think I'm going to send him out some of this Montauk, this uh, the wave chaser. Oh, the wave I think he's going to so like good. that actually. So yeah, I, I really do love that. some of that, and then see what you get back in return. Now, I would say even send like a mix six. What are we drinking right now, Pete? This is uh, Brooklyn's uh, Naranjito. It's uh, an orange pale ale. Nice, quite good. Is it dry. very much? Is it dry? I mean, I yeah, didn't, it's good. I, I, I like it. it. I had it in there. Uh, Ooh, yes, yeah, and it has that Brooklyn taste. That's what I'm saying. Some breweries. You can taste that, and I taste Brooklyn. Like, I taste They're, the lager. Uh, I taste the East Indian. I taste, uh, taste the brown. That, that subtle. Their summer low is. Low-profile. Oh, Brooklyn bread summer butter. Is, is. Bread and butter. Is and I'll one mean of my that favorite. Like, is probably my favorite summer beer lately. It's terrific. We, so my buddy, Bri, who's passed out on the couch today, we play <laughs> volleyball you know, once a week. And there's two beers that we typically bring down that we can almost guarantee either one of us has. And that is the Brooklyn Summer Fantastic. and 21st Amendment Watermelon Wheat. Ah, that sounds like a yeah. It's yeah. a summer beer. It's a, it's yeah. an on the beach playing volleyball type of beer. You could drink a whole bunch of it. It's like 4.8. Yep. Um and it's refreshing, but the uh, the Brooklyn Summer, I call bread and butter cuz it tastes like it's very bready but very yeah. light and delicious. It's very good. And it has that fan. Brooklyn undertaste and that's what this has here. What was it called again? Naranjito. Naranjito. So it's a uh a, not it's a blood a orange but an orange pale ale. Orange pale ale. A little different percent. than Great South Bay's blood orange pale ale. Very different, but they're both both kind of have that uh, that dry yes. uh, pale ale kind of taste. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Great uh, South Bay's a little darker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, this is very light. This is very, very light. Like, like almost uh, champagne-ish. Yeah. Yeah, it's good, though. Yeah. I, I think I, uh, I think my wife had purchased me a... A Brooklyn variety pack, it was, and it was in that's, there. That's the first time I had it. I had it uh, over the summer, a variety pack. Uh, oh, yeah. What else was in there? There was the Brooklyn Lager, which yep. is good. I think the East India Pale Ale. Uh, the one I had, it was uh, Brooklyn Lager, Brooklyn Defender. Mm. Uh, oh, the Narito, I like Defender. The Pilsner, which was really good. Yes, Pilsner, very good. And uh, the Sarasi uh, Ace. Awesome. They're uh, Saison. Not one of my favorite Saisons, but pretty darn good. So, Pete, uh, these these beers are delicious, and we haven't even scratched the surface of the Long Island beer scene and beyond. Where do you think, in your opinion, where do you want to go with this show? I know uh, it's, a, it's a lot to put on you. That you is could, a lot you to take put a on minute me. to just think about it, <laughs> but I, I'm just you know trying to really f- uh, figure it out because we've done a lot today, and we could do this all day, every day. Um, but we really should have a direction. So, uh, in your opinion, where do you want it to go? I'd like I, I to, like to work talking. this out on the air too. Just yeah. so you know, I do <laughs> clearly, as you can see. <laughs> no, I think uh, I'd like to start talking to some brewers. I think we got a we had a message on Instagram from uh, from Red Tank. I'd like nice. to talk to them. That'd yeah, cool. where's Red Tank located? I, I want to say Brooklyn, but nice. That's uh, a small one. That I haven't yep. seen um, advertising as much as some of the others, like other half and all those guys. Yep. But yeah, uh, I would say to add to that, I know um, lithology some comics. Oh yeah, sure. Getting some comics in uh, mm-hmm. mythology. I mean, they're I'm in Farmingdale. Mm-hmm. I pass by their brewery uh, all too often and don't <laughs> stop in. Their brown is delicious. I mean, it's they won one awards of the, for that. Uh, yeah, and you know what? This brown is very good. That brown's a little better. The uh, I've had their. Uh, I think it's a Rockhammer Porter, Vanilla Porter. Okay, uh, that's very good. They yes. a, yeah, Rockhammer's good. Yeah, Rockhammer's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a saison uh, that I haven't seen on tap that I really want to try. Lafayette, I think it's called. Um, Ooh, I'll make a mention to them because I, I get to see them every so often yeah, walking across, across the street. street. Every now and then, right? I could stop in and just see what everyone's doing. Yeah. Um, 
But in regards to you know the direction of the show and where we want to go, what are you thinking? Talking about beer, talking to some brewers. I mean, uh, I, I consider myself a bit of a beer geek, but I, I'd, I'd sure like to know more about the process. You know, where um, I don't, you know, I don't know what's what's the difference between Citra and Amarillo hops, stuff like that. I'd like to get into the weeds a little bit more with. Uh, with the process, how they pick ingredients, stuff like that. Now, have fun. you home brewed before beer? Uh, I have pe- not. Uh, sadly, uh, I, I haven't at the time. My wife bought me a little uh, little uh, brew kit to, to brew mis- some. Uh, Mr. Beer? No, uh, she bought that. It was broken when I got it. Uh, <laughs> so she went to, um, there's a, a store in Farmingdale that sells uh, home brewing supplies. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Wine making uh, supplies. Kedco, uh, I think. Kedco. Yeah, yes. Kedco. Yep. Uh, she bought me a, a kit to make an Oktoberfest beer, a Marzen style, nice. uh, that I have not had the time to Was to it try. the uh, Brooklyn uh, beer, uh, Brooklyn brew? Uh, it's something like no, that. No, I think it's it's just a straight up Marzen. Okay. Um, so she bought the ingredients in a kit. Like yeah, they it's a nice put little together. ingredient kit. You okay. know, it comes with the uh, the Marzen bag for, for your yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff. That's cool. Uh, so I'd like to do that. But and I and, and by the way, at Kedco, another great idea for a sponsor – um, they sell uh, different kinds of hops that you don't see anywhere. You can go into their fridge. They and have coolers. all those whole grain kits and everything. everything. I, I, I got a chance to, to go in there to, to poke around, and it is just a, a fucking candy store of, of goodness if, you're, if you want to get into the, uh, the home brewing scene. And uh, the staff there is just totally you know, super knowledgeable. So Yeah, the, to, the to one to guy that I had, I had speak, uh, spoken to when I was first brewing, and I, I had done a couple of batches of home beer, and I have – a bar in my basement that I had built, um, and I have a tap in a fridge. So I was like, all right, I'm going to homebrew. I'm going to do everything. I'll start with the Mr. Beer kit because it was close, and I can go to Bed Bath & Beyond and buy it. <laughs> then I upgraded to the, the Brooklyn Beer kit from the Brooklyn Beer Shop online, and I did a couple of batches with that, and it was good. Those were good, um, but they're kits. They're not, there's no creative leeway there. Have you heard of uh, Pico, the Pico Brewer? Um, I think think so that's I, if i see the uh logo i would probably know it that's kind of what i want to I, I where i think i'd like to go it's uh so it's this it's basically like a, a curry what's kit. the name of it P- pico brewing pico brewing okay it's basically like a curry uh so you buy these uh you really? know, they, imagine like a a, a k e e k o no uh p uh p i c o oh okay like pico de gallo right like okay. uh pico as in small i think is what the oh okay um so they have, you know, if you imagine a K cup, they have these uh, um, these pico packs, okay, uh, that you can get from brewers. So uh, a, a beer I, I'm a big fan of, uh, Rogue Dead Guy. You can order, Ooh, good, yeah, Rogue Dead Guy, and brew and they'll it give you the your, exact ingredients, the exact in ingredients. You can that. make Rogue Dead Guy on your kitchen counter. No, I love that idea. I really do. Well, but no, I also would better. love to be able to you change up my your hops. Own. Okay, so you can so customize you can, the kit. you can make your own pico pack, and you can you change the yeast type. You can nice. change, you can see that's what I would really like. I would uh, like to adjust spend the time doing um, it. the alcohol content, adjust the uh, the malt types. Um, so, where do you have a website over there on your laptop? You can pull up. Uh, yeah, I just yeah. want to let people know if you're looking to home brew, that sounds like a much better concept. Like the Brooklyn Beer Shop is awesome. They give you everything you need to create a very duplicate type of beer. If I want that beer, though, I'm just going to go buy that beer. For me, what I would love to do is get on. Customize, like start with the, the the preset. Start with the hops yep. and the yeast that they use, and then start switching out and really messing around with it and see what happens. PicoBrew.com is their website. They have, Pico they've Brew, got okay. a they've got a few different uh, options. So they have like the Pico C and the Pico uh, Bro, uh, Pico Pro, excuse me. Okay. Um, and you can basically brew your own 
brew your own beer. It it does everything all in one. Okay. Um, so you can you know you get those little K cups. Yeah, yeah. Brew your beer. It takes seven to ten days, and then you can dispense it right right from there as well. Or uh, from the pro one, I think you can actually uh, put it in a small kegs. Uh, yeah, small, I, so like, I, I'm uh, looking at it now that you gave me the website. Yeah. And then you could basically let it sit there and condition in the keg and have it tapped. Right there and then. Right there. So That's you you, uh, you you rack it from from one keg to the other, uh-huh. um, and then you just dispense right out of the uh, the machine. So That's we're talking cool. like home brewing as opposed to everyone seems to look on Instagram and go, oh, I want to do that and get like an SS system, which is ridiculous, and uh, and it's expensive. They but, do have uh, they have the the Z-Matic, which is yes, you know, I've seen those. Yep. Your I guess you would you know your semi pro or your pro am kind of kind of. Uh, clientele. Well, I would um, say the Pico system, though, is like entry level where you can yeah, sort of get Pico, your recipes down. Yeah, the Pico Pro down. or the Pico C is, and then you, move know, up from I, there. you know, uh, I've got some cash burning in my pocket. I don't want to do something silly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you can, you know, make beer. And again, you can make, uh, they partner with a lot of breweries and you can make a beer you've maybe had somewhere and you can brew it in your kitchen. I mean, that's, that's cool. To be able to just brew Rogue Dead Guy in my kitchen sounds... <laughs> Oh, yeah, cool. Uh, con- but how I many mean, times are you going to do that? Are you going to do that? Well, I like Rogue 50- Dead Guys, so right. probably, <laughs> yeah. but probably I mean, more often than I should. <laughs> but, I, I would uh, love to I, do that. I mean, that just be able to, like you said, experiment with some of the some of the Yeah, I mean, I think that's and, really the, 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 the art of it is to go in and, and change it from tap water to filter water, uh, go in and change out the hops, go in and change out the yeast. Well, not that only that, you think, like, uh, you know, if you pick a style of beer that, you know, maybe you, you really like. Uh, you know, uh, like a Mexican style Corona type beer, Ooh, you can okay. you know make something like that. Or like I said, I I'm a big fan of saisons lately. So to be yeah. able to experiment and make my own saison in my house, that's, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. what I'm saying. That, yeah. That's that's a really cool, kind of concept. cool concept. I would love that. I I, and I think if you're a home brewer, and a lot of us, like we said, has started out with these silly little kits. Um, for people that have gained knowledge and want to get back into it. Over the years, this would be a better solution than going backwards. Especially if you don't have a lot of. T- I mean, for for me, this this seems like a, a way to go. I have kids running around and stuff, and you know, I, I got shit to do. Right, you don't have the, the time <laughs> to spend to sit there to, and to be able to just like pop in this little like to you roast know, the malt. Kind of, yeah, cake cup <laughs> kind of thing. And I see I see people online doing it. And I'm going, you don't have kids, do you? You yeah, don't yeah, have no. like do a job the, or three jobs time, like I do right? to to f- to pull all that off. Yeah. Uh, there's no way. I used to. I used to. Like I said, I created probably like six batches of beer in my time, and it got better and better as it went on. But at a certain point, you just you lose the time to do it. Yeah. Like I'm running around on a Saturday, and I go, "All right, I got four hours. Do I finally take a rest after seven straight days of working, or do I sit there and make my life more complicated by brewing a beer and then going in the you basement, sterilize and everything? Everything. Oh, yeah. well, I don't mind that doing in the in the summer because outside I have the um, the sani. Uh, Mix and I'll mix it up uh, on a pail, and literally just everything gets sanitized. Okay. My car, the driveway, <laughs> everything's going to get a sanitized sweep. Every utensil on my barbecue, everything. And uh, I mean that that's great and all. I'd rather not have to worry about it. I'd rather yeah. it be a little simpler. I think this thing does all does all that all inside the keg. So you pour in like distilled uh, distilled water, mm-hmm. uh, and they're they're you know the pico pack, and yeah, you're off to the races. That's awesome. It's pretty cool. I, I so I, I think one of the things we can focus on moving forward is uh, the art of the homebrew. Yep. Definitely, I mean, you and I would love to get enough credit at this point that we wouldn't have to do any of that. We could just collaborate with a brewery that comes in here. Um, we anticipate to have a gentleman by the name of Tom who's starting the Belmore Brewery. Um, he's an up and comer. Uh, he'll be featured at the Hops and Props uh, Brew Fest at the Cradle of Aviation in. 
Uh, where is it in? Garden City. Is it considered Garden? Uniondale, maybe even? I don't know. That's um, what Google's for. Hang on a sec. Right, right. I, I think that... Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, well, we tried to get to go to that fest, and I think we got into it too late. We thought of the idea way too late, and it's something that... Garden City. Garden City is I considered. was right. Okay, good. good. <laughs> I only went to school over there at two different educational facilities. I am, an, I am, a, uh, I am a plane nerd, too, so <laughs> that does sound like a fun, fun evening. It would have been, and we could sit there and stare at planes pretty much all day, yeah, and as could. we drink beer and enjoy ourselves, we could do that. Um, so what I'll say is this. Uh, we'll, we'll take the direction as it comes. All right? I think that's pretty much how we ran tonight. Do we have much prep tonight? No. Other uh, than beer and some callers. Well, we, inside baseball at, at about a quarter two, I was asking you, so what are we going to do the show about? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you, you, I think you were panicking a little bit. You asked me, I think, two, two or three times. Gonna, I said, don't worry about it. We'll just go. It's, yeah. it's the best it way to out. do it, to be honest with you. Yeah, a lot of people do do prep. We did some minor prep. You and I sure. were texting back yep. and forth. and. Yep. Uh, I know yeah, we. I gave you a list of things we could probably talk about. And, I think we and, talked about uh, exactly zero of them. Almost, <laughs> <laughs> almost about zero. That sounds about right. Um, and in the end, I think uh, we put together a decent product enough that I think we could shop this around and get people to uh, look at us a little seriously now. Don't we think? I hope so. I do too. All right. So uh, thanks for everyone to call in. Thanks to uh, Graz for kicking us off. Absolutely. Thanks, Graz. Yeah. It was a, thanks for a, giving us the uh, the spot. I'd say thanks for giving me the keys, but I had the keys before he did, so uh, I'm still going <laughs> to You can go ahead and listen to old limo talk. That's GothamGoldGraz.com. GothamGoldGraz.com for all your limousine needs. Um, thanks again for Hector Louise for calling in. Um, the show was called Laughing Matters. Uh, I guess it's up and coming, so it's not available. It is on YouTube. Go ahead and uh, search that. I appreciate my buddy Nick for calling me in drunk. Uh, thanks a lot for that. <laughs> He always brightens my day. Like I said, there's not a person in the world he hates, and that's the kind of person he is. So we really appreciate Nick for everything he does uh, for me, for our family, and for everything now, of course, with uh, the wart. The wart. The wart. I got to say it. I said it right. I just I have to overemphasize the er. Er. The wart. Er. Um, as you can see by our skits. I do appreciate Kevin and Karen for putting together some production work for the show. Uh, I also thank uh, Cassiopo, my buddy Mike up in Boston. He's going to be our Northeast liaison to all things beer up there in Boston and in the Northeast area. And uh, Pete, I appreciate you uh, jumping on board the runaway train with me. Thanks, Mike. This was, uh, this was fun. I had a good time. As did I, buddy. And uh, we'll, we'll see you in a next date to be um, announced soon. Um, we... Absolutely, will be very, very active on our social media. That's the Wirt, a podcast, all separated by underscores, both on Instagram and on Twitter. Remember, we have uh, a Twitter page. We do have a Twitter. <laughs> I had to set that up last week when I realized that we're only on Instagram, and it's kind of weak just to do that. The one thing is, Pete, I don't have personally have a Facebook page. I so, don't either, and I think that's the biggest thing that you can connect to. It's the sure. biggest network of people. But I was always uh, an Instagram I saw the movie guy. The Social Network. That's about as close to Facebook <laughs> as I've gotten. Uh, Justin Timberlake played in a great That was role. a good movie. It was a good movie. I enjoyed it. So anyway, um, we will eventually try to get on uh, additional social media. We did live stream tonight on Instagram. Again, The Wirt, a podcast, all separated by underscores. Go there. Check out our live feed. It's in our story. Um, have fun with us, man. We, we, we love drinking beer. We'll be drinking beer tomorrow and the next day and the next day. I'm going to drink uh, beer as soon as we're done here. <laughs> it's true. We have a lot to do here, actually. 
So I'm going to have to crack a few more of those beers. Let me uh, give a shout-out to 1940s Brewery, uh, Fire Island Brewery. We had Greenport tonight. We enjoyed uh, Brooklyn. Uh, Brooklyn Brewery and Great South Bay. And what we didn't get to yet is... Um, Great South Bay, Blonde Ambition. Blonde Ambition. Uh, and then Blue our... Blue Point's hosted Lager. Oh, we talked enough about favorites. Blue Point. They probably owe us a ton of money for that one. Um, <laughs> but Blue Point Lager, we'll, we'll drink these as we leave you tonight. Just remember, beer is great. So everyone enjoy. Well, that's two hours of your life that you'll never get back. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. Please hang up and try again. This has been the Words on Govs Radio. I hope you're drunk enough.